in five, four, three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. It is June 3rd. We are live from lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana today over in the OG studio. we got plenty to talk to you. We're here until 6 o'clock. We'll be breaking down, uh, obviously, what's going on at Jim Patterson Stadium between Louisville and Southeast Missouri State as the cards kick off what we hope is a very long run in the postseason. We've got, uh, of course, your DJ Wagner updates of the day. We've got more football recruiting stuff to get to. We've got Louisville-Kentucky rivalry talk. We've got all that good stuff going on. But first, we have to start today's show. Uh, sad news in the, in the Big X world, very sad news in the Big X world. Uh, our guy Douglas, if you listen to the show a couple of weeks ago when Trevor was out and had Matt McGavick on on Thursday and, and Keith on Friday, you heard Douglas uh, talking. He was producing the shows, has been a, a radio guy around here for a long, long time, um, lived here, and uh, unfortunately passed away last night. And I know Trevor, very close to him, uh, has known him far, far longer and, and much better than I did. I interacted with him a few times, seemed like, you know, the nicest guy in the world, and it's terrible. We lost a good one. Uh, Trev, I know you're down a little bit today, um, so we're going to, you know, if, if you want to talk about it, feel free to. If not, that's that's totally fine. You're going to we'll, – we'll bear with TK today. It's going to be maybe a, you know, we'll, we'll get back to to jokes and we'll do our thing, but it's a, certainly a somber day around here. Yeah, Douglas uh, trained me, actually, my, my first day. Uh, I did something well or got something right, and the first thing he said was, hot dog. <laughs> uh Weird cat, maybe if you've met him, but you know what the hell? I'm a weird cat, so you know, screw you. We all are. Uh, yeah, um, known him since 2000, early 2008, and he's anybody in the Southern Indiana area knows him. He's was probably the heart and soul of this radio station, and he did everything on the play-by-play mm-hmm. bats, and uh, I'll be doing it tonight and for a little while until we figure that out. But and then the high school stuff, and he was the voice of our uh, our post-game high school scoreboard show, and. He's uh, he's on some of our commercials. You, his voice is very uh, distinct and memorable. Knew more about presidential history than I did. Love it. Uh, once hung out with Isaiah Thomas at IU. He not true, but he loved he loved <laughs> when I teased him about it. Uh, yeah, just a is is nice a a human being as you'll ever meet. I, I, yesterday was the first day I think in the, in the fifteen years or so I've known him. He, he's he's ever called in on a shift and. It, t- it took to that point to put to tug us on his deathbed to call in on a shift. Yeah, and so uh, he's going to be missed very much here at Big X. 
Yeah, that was, you know, a little behind the scenes. You know, Trevor left at 5.30 yesterday. wasn't because he was, you know, second Arby's run or anything like that. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was taken off because Douglas had, had fallen ill. And, like, you know, Trevor knows this, and he just said it. Like, it's extreme rarity. Like, it just it does not happen. So Trevor rushed over here to Jeffersonville to do the – uh, to, to cover the ba- the board for the bats game and then like Trevor said like just you know nobody knew how significant it was how serious it was and uh, Trevor found out today told me it was just heartbreaking news just terrible I think everybody's still kind of a little bit in shock but uh, Trevor will be doing the bats work and if you're wondering you know, podcast from yesterday that's that's mm-hmm. why like we had you know Trevor had to leave and of course when Trevor's not around stuff gets messed up and that got messed up so it, it stuff happens and there are much bigger things going on now than than yesterday's show. So I'm I'm sure Patterson, Lynn, and and Ollie are happy that uh, we're not our, our my thoughts and opinions of their letter isn't out there. But you know, I did love. I think somebody they're like, well, they scrapped the podcast because they were jurge loyalists. I'm like, you weren't listening to the show. I think. Didn't we get enough of the jurge has too much control in the media rumors uh, back in the day? I mean, yeah, he, he, even <laughs> after not getting the job, he's uh, he's still pulling the strings there yeah. from, from Florida. Uh, not the case. We just had you know, stuff going on behind the scenes. So uh, I mean. Douglas will be missed dearly, like Trevor said, heart and soul of this radio station, and uh, it's going to be won't be the same without him. But we will we'll try to talk about sports today. We do have uh, a regional game going on at Jim Patterson Stadium. Um, not sure the team was aware that the game started at two because well, they, I I'd actually kind of forgotten with everything going on. You weren't the only one apparently. <laughs> it wasn't until I went on Twitter about thirty minutes ago and I saw it. And I was like, oh crap, the game. I think it was your tweet, and I was like, oh, oh the game's on. I turned on. It turned on just as uh, Louisville was scoring. Thankfully, and getting to hear the tones of Mr. Moth uh, calling that run, but it doesn't sound. Did, did it start delay? What, what what's uh, what happened? Uh, no, well, we started like brain delayed. Uh, we first <laughs> first batter of the game, routine play, uh, throwing air allows him to reach. Garrett uh, Schmelz then hits a guy, and then seems like we're going to get out of the inning. Okay, fly ball into the outfield. Everybody converges. Nobody calls it. Ball drops in. Run scores. Uh, not exactly an auspicious start. I mean, Dan McDonald just. Yesterday, talking in his pre-tournament press conference with the media, talking about how you can't give teams more than three outs in the postseason. And in the very first inning of the NCAA tournament, we give Southeast Missouri State basically six outs, <laughs> and they take advantage. Um, they Thankfully, sc- not not by much, though, it looks no, like. No, they, yeah. they scored a run in the second inning, two-out double, uh, a ladder run to score. Cards get on the board in the home half of that inning, Cam Masterman, who's been in a pretty serious slump recently uh, had not hit a home run since April despite having 14 on the season belted a opposite field home run to get the cards on the board and the wind is really affected from what I've seen we've had like three balls that have been caught right against the wall that according to Sean Moth if the wind wasn't blowing in so heavily they probably all leave the yard so hey it's time to adjust we're headed to the fourth inning it's still 2-1 SEMO cards I mean we talked about the importance of this yesterday it's very rare for teams to lose their first regional game and go on to win a regional, whether they're the top seed, four seed, three seed, what have you. You have to get off on the right foot. It makes the road just so much harder if you drop that first game, um, especially when you don't have a deep pitching, pitching staff, which Louisville does not. So cards need to get this one. Need to, you know, We'll look ahead to tomorrow with Jared Poland on the hill when the time comes, but you, you've got to win this one. Cannot drop the game to the four seed. And honestly, they're behind right now for self-inflicted things. It's It's kind of reminiscent of what we saw last week in Charlotte so far. The good news, the pitcher for Southeast Missouri State, Rackers, he's been really struggling to locate his breaking ball. This is a fastball hitting team, as most teams are in college, and I can't imagine that he's going to continue to beat 
one of the best offensive teams uh, in college baseball with just a straight fastball. So you assume the bats are going to wake up at some point and Louisville's going to get more than one run. And hopefully whoever comes in after Garrett Schmelz, who's pitching pretty well, he's got six strikeouts through three and a third. Um, it doesn't sound like it was, are, are his runs even earned? The, way you talk the second one was. Okay. The double was. I'm going to um, blame the wind on that uh, miscommunication on the outfield then. Sure. Why not? He just got, he got caught and started dance, dancing around in, uh, in, in, the, in the wind. I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> the wind's screwing us. The wind's... <laughs> The wins against us, that's the reason why the cards are trailing. But we'll obviously have intermittent updates on the game. You can check it out. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, it's on, um, if you want to listen on the radio, you're listening to us, don't turn the channel. But if you have to, uh, 93.9 <laughs> The Bill has the, has the station, has the game. Sean Moth, the Dulcet Tones, bringing you all the action there over on our, I guess, our, our partner station over there. One of the partners. Well, for what it's worth, if you do flip it over, I promise you I will have today's full podcast up. You're damn right. So you can't you can go back and listen. It's coming up. <laughs> uh, we, we have other things to get to today. Josh Hurd, formerly introduced as the new permanent UVL athletic director, I thought once again, handled himself beautifully behind the mic. We got some details on his contract. He said some things about Tom Jurich. Um, he said some things about uh, other people that I thought were interesting. The comments from UofL coaches, the comments from uh, outside folks, Jay Wright once again chiming in, I thought were interesting. We'll get to all that talk. We've got, hey, more big football recruiting news, more recruits signing up for this big weekend coming up in two weeks, June 17th through the 19th, one of whom rescheduled his visit with Kentucky in order to be here for that weekend. Kentucky fans are upset about it. Uh-oh. We've got DJ Wagner are updates. Are they going to hire his dad now? we got DJ Wagner <laughs> updates out the wazoo. Uh, all sorts of stuff to get to there. The Avalanche can't be stopped. They're an absolute wagon. We had NBA Finals game one last night, and it was a, I mean. I swung, I mean, there had been two more games. I probably have thrown up a golden sombrero last night on my predictions. I, was, I mean, I, I didn't. I got the Celtics. You did have the Celtics. You, you, and, you, and maybe you're right. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. You know, as the series goes on, you said that this might be the one where they pull like the upset out in week game one. And, and everybody's like, oh, the Celtics, we underestimated them. And I'm like, eh. I didn't get a chance to watch a game. I was, as you mentioned earlier, I was doing the Bats game. And unfortunately, for some reason, the TV in there works, but not in here. I, I, see, I can never get this one to work. I couldn't get this one, I could get the guide on, but it kept saying not authorized. I was like, what the bleep? Hmm. So uh, I came prepared today, just in case. I brought the PS4 with me for the Bats game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I got, and I got the phone. I can now watch something and streaming on my phone of any two. Nice. But the, the one thing that guess does worry me and I, about Golden State is that they don't play defense, really. Not really. And when, when they have a – and I don't I didn't look at the stats, so I don't know, and they scored 108 points, so they, they shot the bomb sure well enough, decently. But when they do go through stretches of missing shots, they don't happen very often. But when they do, they can be exposed, and you saw that in a few games throughout the Western Conference, and now you saw it, what it seemed to be just from from afar without watching the game was what we saw last night probably with them. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk more about the game a little bit later because I think it, was, it reminded me so much of one particular Louisville game, and we'll get to that discussion. Uh, Thornton's text line, by the way, 502-414-1450. We're taking your thoughts until 6 o'clock, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your show topic ideas, all that good stuff. Texas and uh, you know do it from a Thornton's. They're they're everywhere. Seventy two thousand six hundred nineteen of them. Stop in there. Use your refreshing rewards app. Join the refreshing rewards program. Fill up your tank. Grab some tasty treats inside, and then text us at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Yeah, I mean they, the government may be raising the price on gas, but Thornton's will give you sign up for Thornton's reward. They're going to make it cheaper for you. I love. They're the ones that care about you. They're the ones saving you money at the pump. You're damn right. I love the progression <laughs> of the the text line right now because. There are people who have been listening to the start of the show, and there are people who either haven't been listening at all and are texting in or who just joined the show. So here's the this – will, this will make you smile a little bit. Here's the progression. Um, Texas says, sounds like today needs to be a TK day. Whatever TK wants to talk about, TK can talk about. 
Texas says, oh man, that's awful. So sorry, Trevor. Hang in there. Texas says, Trevor, I bust your balls on here at least four <laughs> times a week. I'm so sorry for your loss, man. Sorry. Lost a good friend of mine a year ago. And then right after that, two texts in a row, yesterday's podcast is only 28 minutes long. <laughs> I'm so sad. Next text, is yesterday's podcast only supposed to be 28 minutes long? I, so you can just tell like the people who are feeling <laughs> sentimental because they listened to the beginning of the show and people who are like, just what the hell is going on with the podcast? What drove me nuts is I think it was... Oh, man, it was like because I got home. Late. I didn't get home till almost midnight last night. Uh, there was a slight rain delay in the Bats game, which pushed it back, and it was like eleven or something when of I got course. out of here. So I got home about midnight, and uh, I guess it was a little bit. I don't know what time it was. Maybe about twelve thirty or one. And I, I just went on Twitter just to I don't know why, and somebody just tweeted about the the, the podcast being short, and I had no idea. I was like, what? Oh crap! What happened? And I went and listened, and just like the very beginning of the podcast, just me doing like my annoying laugh. It's just like the very first thing he hears me like. <laughs> I heard it. it's the uh, it's the it's us talking about the wire. Is that what it is? Okay. It's when we're talking. You taking notes on a criminal conspiracy? That's, that's, that's how that's how the podcast starts. So I checked it out. I'm like, hopefully it was at least the beginning, so they know that we talked about like the big thing stuff going on. I'm like, nope, it just jumps right into it. The wire, the wire in the middle of us talking about the wire. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go that deep. I just the first thing I heard was my horrible laugh. I'm like, and I hate. For those that don't know, I hate hearing my own voice on the air. Oh, I like I'm, I'm mad, I, I feel bad for everyone who does listen to the show because I, I, I hate listening to my own voice. So I'm probably having you all have to hear it, but I uh, so I, that's all I heard was that laugh, and I said, "Nope, stop, crap, what the bleep did I do?" And uh, just, lost forever. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That's I assume maybe someone you know in uh, the the black helicopter came down on the Taylor's Road Studio and went in there and deleted something. I don't know. I mean. I'm telling you. Who's the tell? I mean, some, the media. Somebody control. Somebody's controlling the media here. Didn't like your uh, after reading the after I read the letter. The wah. I, I think <laughs> the first sound that you made was the crybaby sound. That was it. Also, going back and reading because that's been the big takeaway that everybody's had from the letter, which now is just referred to as the, the letter. letter. <laughs> is like all the the grammatical errors. And I like people were, were texting me about or sending me DMs last night about how they were listening to the show and just laughing because it was so obvious that I had not read it before I just started because <laughs> it just hit my inbox and they're like, we're giving this to you first. And I'm like, OK, great. Like we're so rarely first with anything around here. Like, let's take full advantage Earth. of that. And of course, we don't have the podcast. From it. But uh, we yeah, so, I've seen people change their, their Twitter handles like uh, Shoulder Shadoria. Shadoria. Yeah. I told you, but like when I that was, the, <laughs> that was the one thing that I saw, like I Googled pan- in a panic before I started actually reading it. Shadoria to make sure that it wasn't actually a word. Like Latin for some curse word or something? Because that was the first thing that I saw. I hadn't seen any of the other like, like typos and grammatical errors, but I saw that right away, and I'm like, you know, these are pretty smart people. Out like, of context, what was the word supposed to be? I think it was just should have. I, I think was, was, okay. was what, like reading it, I think that's what it was supposed to be. And then you, you can hear it. Well, I guess you can't hear it. You can't go back and listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. But if you were listening... You, you see me like stumble the very first statement because the very first word is wrong. It's supposed to be the, and it's this. Yes. And so I'm reading the sentence. Which, and, like, by the way, I didn't even catch until you pointed it out. Like I stopped and had to go back and read it again because I'm like, this is this is not right. We're not off to a great start here. And then, yeah, I'm like, chalk full? No, it's it, it's chalk. <laughs> like the whole thing, I'm just like, oh, this is, this is not going great. I mean, if you're going to send a, a very, in, I don't want to say intimidating, but to a way, you know, just kind of you're trying to make, you know, Pop your chest a little bit and, and make a point. Spell check. Spell. I mean, just you know. I mean, he, I mean, I guess I could see any the, check. Like I, you, if you do a once over, you're going to catch Shadoria in the middle of that set. I mean, I could see maybe segment. like yeah, the 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 lack of proper grammar in the beginning, maybe getting caught by spell check. But I'm pretty sure Shadoria would, since uh, when you Google it, it, just comes up shoulder. Yeah, I, I just. <laughs> I don't 
Because when you first read it, I remember asking, I was like, do you want me to Google this word? And you're like, no, no. I Googled and- it. And then I was like, <laughs> no. Because I Googled it beforehand when you asked like that on the air. I, I like, assumed it was just a fancy word I've never heard of. I kind of did too. I'm like, these, <laughs> I mean, are, these are educated people. They've done yeah, very well right. for themselves. I'm assuming they know more than I do. Maybe this, I'm not familiar with this word. Maybe I'm just out of my element here. And it turns out, no, it was just a... Just a not a good word, but that was the big takeaway that everybody had was like, you know, how. And now the big question, and I see everybody talking about this. Never since Jersey Shore has there been more mystery about who wrote a letter, like who wrote the letter. <laughs> Is it, was who that wrote, something in Jersey Shore? I didn't a, watch a it, big yeah. thing. They okay. wrote they wrote a letter to one of the the. Two of the girls wrote a letter to one of the other girls to let them know that like the guy she was dating had been cheating on her. That's like, the show was like Shoopy or whatever. Snoopy, Snoopy, uh, Snoo- yeah. Snooky, 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 yeah. She was in WrestleMania for God's sakes. Yeah, so the, the big thing in like I think season two was the letter, and now I've got people like and everybody who's guessing who wrote the letter so far that I've seen is wrong. Like I mean, the, what the, I know who wrote it. <laughs> it's this, and people the people who have looked at, at the the letter from 2018 uh, and compared it and said it's the same person. Yeah, you're totally right. It is the same person. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying I want these businesses and, and and donors to take all their their money from Louisville, but I mean, if they want to keep a little aside, I don't know, hire somebody to proofread their next letter. I, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I, I think they could keep a little bit on the side to, to do that. I just don't know what they were thinking. I mean, when I you, just, yeah, I, I just don't know. When you have it worded like that, I mean, why not just put it in like cut out letters from a magazine, like a ransom letter, if you're going to do it, like making it sound that way. I'm glad that it came out yesterday as opposed to today because yesterday it did end up like dominating the conversation. It went very quickly from. We, we went almost a whole hour without a commercial break going into it. Well, it started, we started off talking about Josh Hurd and, yeah, yeah. you know, him being hired and, and, us feeling good about it and the fan base seeming like almost in unanimous approval. And then I got the letter and read the letter and then that dominated the conversation and it dominated, you know, the rest of the night pretty much on U of L social media, U of L Twitter, like websites, what have you. And I'm glad it was last night as opposed to yesterday because today, you know, I'm glad Josh heard the entire morning was about him. People talking about how they felt about him, people you know, writing stories about him. And that, might not have been the case had this been released yesterday. And, you know, for people, because the other thing that people kept saying was, in my mentions, were like, this is fake. I'm telling you right now, like, like, I know one of these people, this is fake. And I had to send them the screenshot from the email that I got, which explicitly said, the people who have, who are listed on the letter signed off on this. Like, like, I I don't know if that's, if they actually read it or if they just trusted the person who wrote it and went with it, like, yeah, good, we're good. It's a letter of support for Tom Jurich. Yeah, I mean, I would name on it. think the three names on it would have been the ones that... You got to read stuff. It, I mean, if you put my name on anything, and I, I am far less important, wealthy, successful than any of these people, if, you put, if you're putting my name on something, I at least want to look at it. I don't, I don't trust anybody that much. I mean, you're, <laughs> I find it hard to believe that you're willing to make this stand and this is something that apparently means this much to you for, for for your friend to get a job offer and to be at the position that he once was but not enough for you to proofread the letter that, that shows your disdain for it it's just not a good look that doesn't, no doesn't make sense it. i mean it was, just, it was just not a good look for anybody involved and now the other question people are like who are the other 37 business owners i'm like let's just start guessing like andy from andy's tv in <laughs> It's not the Big X, I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> Big X was not involved. Not, we're not one of those 37. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I don't know, Nick Roush. I'm hoping Arby's isn't on that list. TJ Walker might have gotten involved. He's a businessman now. <laughs> he's he's a, a, a TJ Realtor. His dad's company. He's, they're involved somehow. That's Throw right. him in there. Uh, I'm, I mean, TJ support TJ. <laughs> By the way, I just checked my email. You, you always love like, the random stuff that I get in my email. TMZ exclusive. PETA calls out Jack Harlow for horse racing in Churchill Downs video. 
Ooh. What? Because he got carried on the grass? No, I think it's from the just the, uh, the the actual. They made a music video for the song Churchill Downs that shows uh, horse racing. And Peter's upset that the horses got on some. Yeah, you know, Peter's not for horse video racing. time. Well, I, think, I can imagine. I mean, I think that's what it is. So the, the letter stuff, the letter fallout continues to to reverberate. And the thing is. The people who are complaining the most about, like, this is taking over and you've got to let it die are the ones who just keep bringing it up, who just, like, keep talking about it. Like, we get it. It's a terrible look. It's But, like, it's going to keep coming up if people keep just hammering on it, which is all my mentions were for the last 24 hours, pretty much. Just people saying the exact same stuff. Um, I do love Rick Kieber um, you know, of Planet Fitness fame, Kieber Center fame. Uh, he is now, you know, he does horse racing stuff. He has submitted uh, Shidoria as a name <laughs> for a horse, which... So can we assume maybe he's not one of the thirty-seven uh, unknown? He has been very, he's been very open and honest and transparent on social media about his feelings on this. I, I think his exact tweet <laughs> when the when this first got started, the first you know George back to Louisville movement, it was like one rule of business is you never rehire somebody that you fired. Um, so he's he's made his feelings known about this, and I think he tweeted something to the effect today of you know great to see Louisville hire Josh Hurd, easily the best person for the job. But yeah, Shadoria might be a horse. You know, there was a horse. Uh, Kofefi, that was named after the the Donald Trump grammatical oh, yes, one of his tweets, yeah, yeah, and it wound up copying. being like it wound up being a badass horse. It was like <laughs> one of the best horses in the world for a, a few years. So maybe Shadoria winds up becoming I don't know some sort of Breeders' Cup champion. I mean, Derby for, winner. Are we even sure there's 37 other? I mean, they say 40 businesses. Could they have meant four? It could have been just another typo by them. Hey, at this maybe, point, maybe it's just one mystery person out there only. Could be yeah. Could be zero. I mean, probably not. <laughs> You just never know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do love, I do love how they 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 were were, were not shy to capitalize all when they were talking about candidates. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just throw extra exclamation points out there like like Elaine did when she got didn't get the letter about the baby being due. The other thing, uh, they also, which I did not catch the first go round, they also misspelled um, Lori Gonzalez's last name at the very beginning. <laughs> now, I wonder if that was on purpose or not. That could have been a, that could that could based have, on the rest of the letter. I'm going to have to assume it was not on purpose. <laughs> if the other if the rest of the letter had been perfect, then yeah, I would have taken it maybe as a uh, obvious slap in the face. But yeah, there's probably. I mean, the letter lives in Louisville. You know Lord. who wrote this? You said I. You have a good idea. Almost certain. And I'm assuming it's not one of the three names at the bottom. No. Okay. <laughs> Again, I can't guarantee anything. I am. Well, I I I'm, I think we found a, a a a job that we need to to get to paid. It's easier than a search group. It's the right letter. It can mad letters for business owners in Louisville. The like everybody who I could have done this. Everybody who knows this person <laughs> and uh, everybody who uh, has has worked with this person who texted me yesterday seemed to all believe it's the same person. <laughs> um, and it's not. I, I, I don't. With, it's not John Ramsey. With the with everybody the, who thinks it's John Ramsey, John did not write that. With the grammar and, and spelling in this, I promise you it wasn't me either. I know you could probably assume that looking at it, but it wasn't. It might have been. I mean, it's. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. Hey, it does look like the, somebody who has an eighty-two percent score on Wordle. I could see you see wondering <laughs> if Shadoria, me. I could see Shadoria coming up like organically during one of these shows. It I probably thought, has before. I swear, I heard it on a movie. <laughs> it probably, it's probably come up before. How dare they stay? It's my stick to make up words, you people. Come on. Can I also say real quickly? I've got to clear before this hits the message boards. If it hasn't already, because people are are now. T- I did it again. Made what I thought was an obvious joke that people are taking seriously. So I was going to talk about this later in the show. DJ Wagner's high school coach, uh, Brunson, is leaving Camden High School to go take a job with the New York Knicks. Rick Brunson, uh, Jalen Brunson's father, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's all sorts of rumors now that DJ Wagner is going to transfer into Louisville 
to play his final season of high school basketball. The big rumor has been Ballard, obviously. Um, Ugh, that, that was God, around don't there. Do that. That, that rumor had been out there before the Brunson news was even yes. official. Like that had been floating around for uh, several weeks. And so you know, Scott si- Snyder, Quentin's dad, tweeted out something like to the effect of "Let the DJ Wagner to insert Louisville High School here." Rumors begin, <laughs> and I responded with DJ Wagner to collegiate. Just thinking of a school that DJ Wagner would not go to or where he would be fit in the least. And there are plenty this of. This was a perfect time for you to, to give me a little nod to my Wagner boys, but that's okay. I mean, but Wagner's <laughs> had good teams in recent years. And like, yeah, it's true. Also, yeah. I mean, you know, collegiate is, is hoity toity. It's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a certain race that seems to dominate the, the, the general public at, at that school. And, you know, DJ Wagner's a different race. I just I just thought it was a, a funny joke to make. Who knows? I don't even know. Collegiate may have gotten better in basketball. When I was in high school, they lost every game like ninety to twelve. Yeah, ours was uh, our collegiate was Atherton. Yeah, Atherton was not good. They, they, were, yeah. they beat us in districts my junior year, which I will never stop making fun of my friends on the team for. Well, that was like the I one thought game. about Walden. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good one. But like, I thought this was an obvious joke. And well, now Walden amazingly is like the most expensive school to go to. As well. Yeah, I mean, so, collegiate is, is too. Yeah, like, that's the whole thing. Yeah. And now. Like people are, people are like sending in. We have a text on the text. I'm hearing DJ Wagner to either Ballard or Collegiate. <laughs> and all I can think of is I'm oh, more no. amazed you're not getting taken, uh, moved around the coals on um, by the Collegiate fan base. Well, I mean, or you know, all six. I of think them. even the, even the Collegiate people are like, yeah, it's it's clearly a joke. Um, I mean, they, they're very good at soccer. They were great at field hockey when I was. I had friends go to Collegiate. They were great at field hockey and great at soccer. Um, but where they, is Collegiate at anyway? Right there off um, Lexington Road. Oh, okay. But across from KFL. Yeah. But so, like, my mentions are people saying, like, some, like, most people making the obvious jokes and saying, like, Highlands Latin, Evangel, Southern, like, all this stuff. Yeah. And then, like, some people be like, no, 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 it's got to be a JCBS school, probably Ballard or Mail. I'm like, oh, no, people are taking this seriously. We're not going to send them to Boone County. We're getting the message boards. <laughs> the, the message boards are going to get fired up. It's going to happen. I mean, how long before Southern Indiana starts getting in on this? Like, when, when's New Albany? They're looking to replace Romeo. They, they, they're going from Abraham Lincoln to. To John F. Kennedy, <laughs> bringing, bringing, bringing in DJ the Wagner. The Midwest God, now the Northeast God. Um, I also saw, speaking of New Albany, since I threw my support behind the dogs, yes. the Diamond Dogs, they ended up winning that sectional. Yeah, and we, we actually will have, uh, I believe, their game tomorrow morning here, uh, but 10.50 uh, pregame, 11 a.m. first pitch. Since I became a New Albany baseball fan, only because I noticed that they were the only school on our airwaves that was following me on Twitter. They're undefeated. Have not lost. Well, you got the magic touch. Well, at least for one level of baseball, it seems. Can't stop losing. Can't stop winning sectional games. So I'm all in on New Albany. I want them to win one of the, uh, you know, 55 Indiana State Championships that they have in all sports, including baseball. So let's get this done. I'm a Josh Rogers guy. Love him. I'm a Romeo guy. He would have come to Louisville had we not had some not cool stuff happen. So... I'm all in. I mean, uh, when I'm, you when you I'm sorry to Silver Creek when you got when you got off the Reds early on this year, even though they have turned it around slightly. You, well, that's different. I'm you, still a Reds you, fan. You, you ditched my blue. You ditched being an honorary Blue Jay fan for me to to be a Yankee fan. I mean, oh, my childhood friend's a batting coach. Yada yada yada. I mean, he's made Matt Carpenter good. <laughs> Dylan is somehow. But, gone. but have you noticed since you did that, the Yankees have been on fire. They're since incredible. Then. Oh, don't worry. We were texting about him with him now, last night. Now, granted, the Blue Jays have won eight in a row, and we're we're, we're creeping on them. But you know, it's it's you, you've got to it's just as long as it's not your actual favorite team, your honorary teams are the ones that that need you. I do love because like, I. By the way, it is New Albany versus Jasper first pitch tomorrow, eleven a.m. If New Albany wins, we will have that not on these airways because of the bats, but we'll have it, I believe, on nine seventy or nine hundred. 
on on your radio dial tomorrow night. Suck it, Jasper. I believe yeah. that's where Scott Rowland played. I, you are completely correct. Yes, and Scott Rowland, who you know made a that's where ter- I used to go on family vacations to the, the Holodome. Made a terrible error in the uh, 2012 NLDS that kept the the Reds from sweeping the Giants, and then the Giants ended up coming back, winning three straight, and winning the World Series. Uh, that I blame be, Roland. And you have him. You had him because you we we gave him to you for Edward uh, and and Carcion. Is that Edwin. A, Edwin. Edwin. Who ended up becoming like he was the worst. I'm worried about mis- I'm worried about pronouncing his last name. I screwed up his first name. It's okay. <laughs> he was incredible after we traded him. Yeah, like he was, every Red. Yeah, he was awesome, and he was a big part of the uh, the 15 16 runs that we had. So New Albany beat Providence nine three, and then beat Jeff six five. I'm all in on this team. These are my guys. Let's do this. Let's win a state title. It's all about the New Albany Bulldogs. I saw, unfortunately, DeSales got beat yesterday in the Kentucky High School State Tournament. Uh, they Sorry, got up, Roush. They got up early. Yeah, I know he was trying to call out uh, oh God, one of the like big, like luminary UK writers who <laughs> apparently went to Woodford County, who ended up coming back and beating uh, DeSales yesterday. DeSales got up 4 nothing. They lost 12-9. to But... Uh, St. X was playing today, 130 against Christian County, and the last I saw, they were up big. I think it's 8 nothing in the sixth inning. So Tigers have been like a maturity product, played baseball. St. X ended my career in 03, even though we run-ruled them the regular season. They suck. Um, that was the game you stole the record for the best batting average. Still, in, uh, never going away. Yeah. 1,000. On-base percentage as well. Don't forget that. <laughs> the Barry Bonds. St. X has become like the dominant baseball program in the state the last 15 years or so. They've been <laughs> unbelievable. They keep winning state titles, and um, look, I'm a Louisville guy. I'm a seventh region guy. I hope they bring it home. Yeah, I guess anything's better than Ballard. Yeah, Ballard. Or Trinity, no offense. <laughs> Love my guy DT. Love David Traeger. But, yeah, they, they're well, not, well, Wagner, not rolling. We didn't really have a baseball robbery in, 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 at Wagner back in the day. I mean, it's hard to, cons- I don't, hard to consider you know being 0-21 against Trinity in football or 0-whatever we were against Ballard until we finally beat him a few years ago in basketball. Robbery, but, they yeah, baseball, there wasn't really much, much one. I guess Seneca, maybe? And then, we, then we just knocked off before trying to beat us 14 nothing. I think. Yeah, the 5-4 yeah. game. Yeah, gonna, I'm going to call Seneca our rival. <laughs> uh, Louisville has taken the lead at Kempaz Stadium. Cards score. This game is, is everything. Cards score the go-ahead run on a balk um, on SEMO. Cards go up 3-2. And I, I, I'm not sure if they've pulled Rackers. I haven't obviously th- he was still in the game when I came, but as I mentioned on yesterday's show, Rackers threw like 120 pitches in the OVC title game on Saturday, so he was probably going to have a pretty short leash today. And the rest of their staff not great behind him, so hopefully Louisville can get deep into that bullpen and put up some massive numbers. It looks like they almost scored a um, uh, another couple of runs on an, a home run that was caught at the or fly out that was caught at the wall, another warning track fly out. But Isaac Humphrey just legged out a two-out double. Ben Bianco, who almost went deep last inning, now coming up. Hopefully we can add a few more runs. All right, got to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the Thornton's text line. We'll talk a little uh, DJ Wagner stuff outside of him not going to collegiate, I think. I'm not, not, don't report, I'm not reporting that either. Just saying I, I assume if he comes I to mean, Louisville. Colin Sarkin go to Moore. Why can't why DJ Wagner go to collegiate? I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying it seems <laughs> less likely than a, a – one of the dominant public schools that seems to be or trinity i guess because hey some guys would go to trinity now <laughs> what could he be at Wal- if he went to walden or or Koga? he'd be like my guy eric morrison who like one of he was a year older than me played at holy trinity like he was like we thought he's he's like god's gift to basketball went to ballard didn't like it went to walden so he could score 44 points a game like he just like shot every single time it was great honestly didn't even realize walden had a varsity basketball team. they may not anymore they did they did once upon a time I can they've got all that. that they they built all that nice uh uh Fields and things over there because one of my friends had the house they bought. They paid him for it for the land right across from there. Soccer tournaments back in the day. Yeah, I mean, Uh, but shout to Eric Morrison. His brother was the first uh, All-State player at Trinity, and then the second was my guy Chris McCoy.
Love you. He's in California Chris, being a doctor, not listening to the show. Chris McCoy played for the Spurs at St. Matthew's Little League. You're, you're, you're not wrong. I, I remember Chris. I remember him playing. Got knocked <laughs> off by the Sox in the charity game. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, less esoteric jokes, I promise. We'll uh, continue to give you baseball updates, and we'll talk about more DJ Wagner stuff. That's all coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show from Jeffersonville here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. I Here from Jeffersonville, Indiana. TJ Walker, by the way, texted in to let us know that he uh, is not a part of the the business owners in the letter. Just wanted to make that clear. He wanted to confirm that. Didn't want the message boards blowing up about that. Uh, uh, that that sounds like something you know that somebody who is involved would want to say. He also I'll yeah. give I'll give TJ props for this because he's tweeting about he sends this tweet out. He says NCAA baseball tournament opening rounds really makes you sick with the state of the Batcats and no one in power cares. All of UK's rivals are good. Why isn't Kentucky? It ain't facilities or recruiting. Like, TJ is, he's upset about the state of UK baseball, and he should be. Yeah, he and should. I, I like fans that aren't, you know, especially when it comes to these secondary sports, Olympic sports, whatever you want to call them, basically non-football and men's basketball sports. I like when people call spades spades and say, look, there's, there's, look around us. There's no reason for us to be going to one NCAA tournament in six years. We invested in these facilities. We hired Nick, Nick, Nick Mingione, who we thought was going to be this fantastic coach. We, there's clearly talent in this area because Louisville's been using it to go to College World Series for the past 15 years. They've gone to one every – I mean, we've been, we've been to five College World Series in 15 years. Every three years we're going to a CWS. UK's been to one Super Regional in the history of their program, and they got their ass handed to them by us on our at Jim Patterson. Yeah, and they're in a brand-new stadium as well, or at least semi-new. I guess when they built it just a few years ago, maybe like, it's been – Commit a, to trying to be good. Yeah, you and know? I mean, they've, they've put in – and, yeah, I saw that, you know, just the other day when TJ put out the, the original tweet. It was like, you know, one one playoff appearance in six years is just not, not, not acceptable for any sport at Kentucky. And I, and I would say the same thing for Louisville as well. I mean, no matter the sport, I don't care if it's – you know, water polo or anything. I mean, exactly. And regardless of how you feel about college baseball or I guess just baseball in general, when you get to this point in the calendar year where, you know, football's still far away, you're, you're two months removed from the NCAA tournament, the, the moving and shaking is mostly done on the college basketball front for the rosters. Well, usually it is. It's, it's not for us this year, <laughs> um, but that's, it's, that's an outlier. It's nice to have something like this to latch onto. It's fun to have games to watch in the middle of the day. It's fun to have, you know, the hope of playing another three weeks, going to Omaha, going to the College World Series. And last year, when Louisville wasn't a part of this and opening weekend was happening and you've got 32 games going on almost simultaneously, yeah, it sucked to sit back and be like, we're not a part of this. What's happening? Like, like I can't imagine going through that five times in six years. Of course, I guess that's how – a lot of college basketball fans probably feel about us watching the NCAA tournament so many times in recent years. I mean, that's something that's not forget. I mean, this is, I mean, yes, college baseball is, I mean, third amongst and probably a, a distant third amongst the three major sports in collegiate athletics. It might be on women's, women's basketball. Might be, it might be fourth. You're right. And it's probably behind even that. 
So, but regardless of that, it's, you know, this isn't 20 years ago or 15 years ago or even 10 years ago. I mean, it, the sport is, is drastically more popular and gets more coverage than it has far from when I was growing up and oh, you were no growing question. up and any of us. I mean, Louisville kind of got good right on the cusp of that, of college baseball getting more popular. And I've even said they even had a college baseball game out the year, you know, 2007. It was the only one they released, which wouldn't mind having another one. It'd be pretty fun. But yeah, and if you're Kentucky, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, and this isn't to make a joke, but Kentucky, I believe, is the only team in the SC never to go to College World Series. Is that right? I'm almost positive of it. It's a stat that I think I looked up just you know a couple years ago, and that I'm, also has to rub you the wrong way too, because you know yeah, you're the Vanderbilt of, of baseball in the SEC. I mean, no pro, no conference takes the sport more seriously. I mean, the crowds at some of these games for these SEC yeah. schools are insane. Like I mean, the, the Ole Miss, the, the fans who are like, the outfield is packed every single game. Every time they hit a home run, the beers, cups going flying everywhere. Like, it's awesome you to think, be a part of. You think they love the the cowbell and, and, and football at Mississippi State? I mean, go look at the – they've got 30 for 30 on them. It's nuts. Or and, maybe it was an SEC feature. I don't know. I get those those titles mixed up. But it was still pretty good. And I will go down – like, I've said this before when it comes to Louisville stuff. This is an underrated area of the country when it comes to baseball. Look at the talent that we've produced. Not the University of Louisville. The talent that – the city of Louisville and the city of Lexington is producing well, major leaguers in well. Southern Indiana too. Southern I mean, Indiana, we, look, no look at Drew Ellis who played for Louisville. Was from here. It was I believe New Albany. I mean, it's a great area. When it, I mean, Josh Rogers from New Albany. We yep. just mentioned major league pitcher for the last what seven years now. Like it is a underrated area when it comes to producing talent, and it's also an underrated area when it comes to embracing the sport as, as a whole. As somebody who grew up playing travel baseball in the summers from like ages twelve on, you know, I, we'd go to you know tournaments all over the country. I mean, mostly on the East Coast, but you'd go to some really, really baseball-rich areas where they could play the sport year-round, and some of those fields, like, I wouldn't put up against the best high school fields in Louisville, like, back in the day, at least. I know that they've evolved, and now so many schools use the sports turf. I know Trinity's Field is all sports turf, and a lot of the public schools have gone the same way. And, I mean, we held our own against, you know, a lot of these schools, these these travel teams from Florida, these teams from, uh, well, I was going to say Atlanta, but we went down there and got the, the the after- <laughs> the we entered ourselves into the A pool with like these famous East Cobb teams, and it was Cobb County. East, yeah. East if you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, the East Cobb Braves. <laughs> I'll never forget. Like we played them the very first game of this. Like the new we. I knew we were in trouble when we went down there and we got to our hotel the night before, and there was news coverage previewing the tournament. Like, a fourteen-year-old AAU tournament. I was like, okay, maybe we shouldn't have signed up for the A bracket here. And I pitched the very first game against East Cobb. They came out, they took infield, and one of our parents jokingly said to like their parents, was like, "Oh my God, is that the Atlanta Braves?" And they look, <laughs> they look dead face at Ben Shell's dad and go, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> and I pitched. It didn't go great. Well, what was how long did you last? I went. The, I ended up going the whole game, but we got beat like six to one. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Look at you. you. You held your own a little bit. Probably, probably a little bit of a hiccup here and there, but didn't didn't, didn't calm down. We hit. So the best part was the very first. We we had first bats, and my buddy uh, shot to Eric Wanning. Very first pitch of the game goes deep, and I'm sure all these guys like we watched. They watched us take infield. We watched them take infield. We knew pretty clearly right off the bat who was the better team. <laughs> and very first pitch we go deep. We're like, okay, didn't score another run the game. And then the next day we played this team of the Jaguars who had kids that looked like they were like 19, and that was the one where it was like, I think it was like 16-3. to 3. It, it got out of hand. It reminds me of when uh, Wagner played Boone County in the uh, state tournament with, with Alfonso's senior year, and uh, Chris oh, Wolf, the coach, and we, we drove down, and I think it's about a 90-minute drive to get there. And by the way, it was just cracked me up when you get there because if you've ever been to Boone County's football stadium, like the home, oh, side, yeah, the home side looks like, you know, a college stadium. 
the the visitor side is looks like the outfield at Cardinal Stadium. That's the way it's supposed to be. I mean they, they they I mean the intimidation factor. It's like like Iowa painting you know the pink the locker room pink. Uh, but we get there. Alfonso opening kick takes it back for touchdown. We're pumped. We're going nuts. I'm thinking the bleachers are going to fall underneath us because they're so rickety. We got by halftime. I think the score is 34 to seven. And we're like, we, just, we me and my buddy were like, yeah, we're going to head on out. I mean, it's, I think the end up score ended up being 40 something to seven, but kind of the, the same feel that we had for that, which was sad because I think we took three hours driving there and back, and we were there for like 45 minutes total for a game. But with baseball, back to get back to what you're saying. Oh, real quick, we went there my senior year. We played Boone County. Boone all, County. We took one wrong turn. This was like the year turning. <laughs> we finished like number three in the country. Like Brian's junior year, uh, we were just loaded. And we get there. These like state quarterfinals. And we took one wrong turn. By the time we get there, it's already like twenty-eight nothing. <laughs> three minutes to go in the first quarter. And it was the, I think it was the week after uh, Brian had been on the Sports Illustrated cover. So we went okay. To, we went to Kinko's and we blew up all these like pictures of him on the cover and we're like holding them up. And my smallest friend. I mean, this kid is like. 5'2", in our senior year of high school, a grown man who has to be at least 45, walks over to him, grabs the little poster board that he has, rips it up, and says, what are you going to do about it? And my buddy's like, nothing. You're a grown man. Like, he's, like, he's like, I'm not going to fight you right here in the middle of, like, we were, like, standing. It was a, uh, it was a I, hostile I loved it how also you'd see how the hometown people wearing Boone County starter jackets. I'm like, they have starter jackets for they're their the, high the school football team? They're the show in town. Like, I mean, come on, you couldn't have given us, like... An extra bolt in these bleachers over here, but save yourself a starter jacket? Hey, it's, it's the big show. It's <laughs> they, like Louisville. You know, people don't understand how you can support college sports so much in they a city like Louisville. That's a lot of these these counties. Like, these are the, the pro teams, basically. Who was the coach that was, that was real good as kid in a plane at UK, and they gave him a, hey, UK football, never shy to hire a parent to get a recruit, right? Uh, I think it was like Chuck Smith, I think, was the coach's name that was there for so long that was real good. And- I think he went to, was he Boyle County, too? Was that Boyle or is that Boone? I think that was Boyle. Boone. Maybe that was Boyle. Okay, maybe yeah. I'm confusing the two. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Boyle and Boone, if you, if you hate each other. Sorry to confuse you there. I came in from... It was uh, Boyle. You're right. I think it was Boyle because he, was, yeah, he, he ended up being linebacker dude. coach yeah, or something like that. I had an Uber pick me up from the airport when I flew in from uh, my buddy's bachelor party in Colorado like five years ago. And this is like 1 a.m. My flight had been delayed. And he's like, he's like, starts talking to me about stuff, and he just goes into this rant about how he was like a starting offensive lineman from Boyle County, <laughs> and like, he's like, he's like, people can talk about glory days all you want. I'm proud of what I achieved with my brothers. I'm like, I'm like, buddy, I'm hungover as hell. I just, <laughs> just want to go to sleep. I don't care about what you did in the '90s at Boyle County. I'm so sorry. It's like it's like you're living in the the the, the realm of uh, varsity blues or something. Or Friday Night Lights in general. Well, it started because like I had a U of L shirt on or a Louisville shirt on, and he was talking about how he'd played with I think Jason Spitz had played at Boyle County. Yeah, he played then, at U of, or IU, I think, didn't he? No, U of L. U of L. Okay, started at U of L, then played with the Packers Springs for a while. Springs maybe played. And for he's him. like, he's like, if you ever talk to Spitz, <laughs> he's like, ask him my name. I was the toughest son of a like on him when he was a junior and I was a senior. I'm like, I'm I'm never gonna talk to Jason Spitz about you. <laughs> you should have just humored me like, yeah, I, I see him at Thanksgiving every year. Let's I, call him right yeah, now. Let's call him right now. <laughs> just, it's one a.m. on a Monday. <laughs> You call information, be like, "Hey, Jason, this guy's full of it. You you dominated him. <laughs> he says you didn't play at Boyle County. <laughs> he said you were a bench warmer. You played tennis. <laughs> God, this, that, this guy would have thrown me out of the car if I said something like that. <laughs> you could just tell. Anyways, what are we talking uh, about? Baseball. Um, and I don't know if it's a hot take to say this, but I mean, you talk about the talent in this le- in this area, and Louisville's done a great job of, of getting the best of the best in Southern Indiana and Louisville. Uh-huh. But I mean. Not to, to call our baseball level of production here, like going down to Florida. Don't forget you have the mute button in there. I know. I keep forgetting. I'm calling. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, but, I mean, if you're Kentucky, even if you're just grabbing like the second level of talent out of this area that Louisville isn't getting, 
you should still be a better program for Kentucky. Because, I mean, I mean, I don't – is it really a hot take to say that Louisville, in terms of production of athletic – of sports, is baseball might be the best they've had – they've been at it in 15 years? No. I mean, they produce probably more successful baseball talent in Louisville and Southern Indiana. We'll combine the two this time. Well, I mean, in the last four years. In the last, well, that's even but, five to ten. I'm saying just in the last four years, you've had, and keep in mind, this is a draft that you can draft both college-eligible players, college-age players, and high school age players. Louisville's had two local kids go in the first round in the last four years, Dalen Lyle from Trinity yeah, and, and Joe Adele and from Joe Ballard. Ballard. Yes, correct. And, and they've had several over the, the last few years who have been drafted in the you know, second, third, fourth rounds. Like They have produced a high level of talent in this area. And now, I mean, you've got two kids from Trinity that are, are signed to Louisville. You've got, I think, a kid from St. X, the pitcher, well, you, signed to, to Louisville. And there's a couple of them are being talked about as being potential draft picks early on again this year. I mean, wasn't Will Smith from Louisville as well? Or? Will Smith was from Louisville. I mean, played at KCD. Yeah, exactly. I mean, CD got, wide to collegiate, not that crazy. The man who led the Major League Baseball and RBIs last year, Adam Duvall, Adam Duvall from Butler. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I mean, PRP produced talent year after year after year when and, I was growing up. And if you're Kentucky and you're not getting the the, the top tier because Louisville's getting it, I, that, that happens. Trust me, we know how it feels in football right now. But even if you're getting that second tier guy, if you're Kentucky, I mean, just getting that here just locally and then going around, because Louisville's also going to be getting a lot of big guys from Wisconsin and uh, in, in Illinois where Chicago. they do very well. And Corey, shout out to Corey Ray. Another balk, by the way. Balk party. Wow, they are just – did they think it's because I said I couldn't know what a balk was that the umpires there wouldn't either? Did they listen to yesterday's show and thought that? Maybe. Uh, Jack Payton, by the <laughs> way, just hit a RBI single to put the cards up 4-2. If anybody – real quick rant, brief rant. I know you're talking. I'm sorry. That's all right. Louisville had eight players named All-ACC, which was the most of any team in the conference. Deservedly so. We were nice. the, the, you know, the best or the second-best team in the conference. If you still want to be about something, Jack Payton – who is a freshman this year, it was a second year, but he's technically a freshman, led the team in average during ACC play with a 356 average, 331 for the entire season. Nice. One of the best hitters on the team. 33 RBI, 5 home runs. 37 RBI, 5 home runs. Didn't even make all freshman team. <laughs> Absurd. Like, that's... I, I talked to some people with the UofL baseball program, they're like, it's, you know, you can nitpick some of the things here and there. Like, that's the one that clearly whoever was voting just messed up or didn't see or didn't know he was a freshman or weren't paying any attention. The best hitter on the best or second-best team in the conference during conference play isn't even on the all-freshman team. I mean... Outrageous. Uh, do we blame Tommy Tank? I mean, he didn't. He couldn't take every spot. <laughs> Did they just give it to him on all spots? Future Cardinal Tommy Tank. He's like, he's like Bugs Bunny playing baseball. He's like, at first, Tommy Tank. At second, Tommy Tank. Tommy Tank, come over. Come over <laughs> to the good side, buddy. Wear, so, the, wear the good color of red. The, bo- the bottom line of, of, of my long, stretched-out point was that there is no really with with the money that Kentucky's put into resources. You, you just got you got to pull the trigger and make a change if you're UK right now because there's really lack of excuse to be this. I don't say I don't say bad because they haven't been all but average yes average for it's also and we knew this firsthand like what Rick Pitino was doing in the first six years that he was here. It was fine until John Calipari got to UK and started doing what he was doing at yeah. UK. And it's impossible not to compare yourself to your rival a little bit. No, I think you say course. the same thing in football. I think, you know, what Scott Satterfield has done here for three years is not good enough. There's no question about it. But we would probably not be quite as hostile. Again, the recruiting stuff makes everything a little bit better. But if the recruiting stuff was out the window, Satterfield would be talked about, I think, right now the same way that Cragthorpe was. And you can say that's totally unfair, but a big part of that would be not just how good Kentucky's been, but what they've done against you specifically. And with U.K. baseball, 
not only have you been just kind of mid for the, the last six years, but Louisville is a national powerhouse. Vandy is a national powerhouse. Tennessee is the best team in the country right now. Like everybody that you play on an annual basis that you consider a rival in this sport is right there in the center of the, the national title discussion year after year after year. And you aren't. That makes it worse. Yep. Uh, so props to T.J. Walker calling a spade a spade. Always appreciate that. He better watch out though. He's a, he, he he spoke his voice and got banned from U of L. Getting to cover, getting to go to U of L and media passes. Maybe he didn't get banned by Kentucky too. Didn't they give Mingione like a huge contract extension too? I think they did. He, yeah. he came in right away and like he not only won, he got some good recruits, and then he would go on KSR and be really charismatic and say funny things. It's like the Matthew Mitchell. I think they just liked him as the basketball coach because he did a funny dance every year at Big Blue Madness. I mean, he had the one. We got to keep this guy. They know who he is. They had the one guy that was real good at place for Seattle. I think it's Evan White. I think his name the first baseman. They've had a few. Yeah, who was on their, the their better their better team. He's still. I want to say with the Mariners, plays first base for the Mariners still. Uh, I could be wrong, but I thought he did at least as of last year. I might be screwing his name. It's something White. I want to say, but yeah, I mean, just it also hasn't helped him. He's had a lot of former players who've. Either entered the transfer portal and said bad things about UK, or guys like I think Brett Marshall, local product from Trinity, went on like a Twitter rant saying like they basically just kicked me off the team. Like I've, I've got a scholarship, they told me like I, I'm not playing here. I've given my all to this program. This is bull. Like I, I can never support UK after this. Um, so that's not been a good look for him. Either. I think the bottom line is, is they refuse to embrace the name Batcats, and that's why they should. Batcats is good. It's a cool name. It is. Uh, we got to go to break. We have the four o'clock hour coming up next. We successfully did not talk TJ Wagner there, so we'll do that next hour. We'll also get to the Thornton sex line five zero two four. 414-1450. Everyone's asking me to try to explain what a balk is. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I mean, I'm the it would perfect take a example because I don't. I told you yesterday. I to this day, I, a I can't decide. I can't tell the difference between a pitch, which is probably not a good thing. It explains why my baseball career didn't last very long. And B, I yeah, I. It's one of the most convoluted rules in sports. Something about the foot on the rubber, right? When I, the year that I first learned, <laughs> when I played, like you're a pitcher, you should know this. Well, I, I mean, I can tell you, I can give you the ins and the outs. But okay. Like the, when I first learned about it at 13, the first year after little league, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, like I've been watching baseball my whole life. I had no idea. Very first game I pitched on like a, like a big big boy game uh, when I was 13, I balked. You uh, balked. I'm balked. <laughs> uh, we can talk about that later. One of my two career balks. Uh, all that. Balk talk coming up next in the 4 o'clock hours. The Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Hope your weekend's off to a great start. Hope you're out of work. Hope you're out of, uh, well, I guess school's out most places. Hopefully uh, you're not doing anything you don't want to be doing right now. That school's out. I mean, that's why they're having uh, the Foreman, Foreman uh, 2.0 basements are rocking over off that, of Honestly, Creek. that should have been your go-to line when you walked into a, a party full of 16-year-olds and be like, Hey guys, how's school going? School out? <laughs> school out yet? I thought you I felt like, uh, like, a, like a narc almost when I was sitting next to Kim and I go, because all these having some friends over, it's a school night. Were you ever at a party like in high school or, or I guess beyond where you got broken up by a cop who tried to like be buddy buddy? 
It happened like three or four <laughs> times to me where a cop would come in and be like, hey guys, look, I get it. When I was in high school, I was doing the same crap. Well, and I'm like, I'm like, buddy, just shut up. Like, only, just, just leave us alone. We're not going to drink anymore. <laughs> the only party, I, this, is, this is slightly both embarrassing and, and humorous, but the only party I've ever the had kind. where a cops actually showed up was when I was at Western. <laughs> and so, and I was, I was like 25, but I was still hanging out with like 18 and 19 year olds because they were, you know, they were freshmen at Western. And, and some were older because I worked where I worked with, I was friends. If you're a server, you know that you know, when you serve, you hang out with other servers and bartenders afterwards, and you, you live that third shift life. And we were having a a, a par- house party there, and I was in the other room. It was a going away party for one of our employees, one of our coworkers. And I was, um, I mean, three sheets to the wind would be an understatement, possibly. Let's just say I haven't had a screwdriver since. <laughs> and I was, I was leaving the other room. I had no idea that apparently the cops had shown up in the living room and were like talking to people and telling them that there was a noise complaint. I came out kind of like the guy in the Super Troopers. When he, when he runs in, he's like, oh, I love <laughs> I didn't yell that, but I just kind of burst through the bedroom door because I just signed like I had just written like on her poster board or going away thing and I'm I'm just blitzed. I just kind of bust through and I was like, let's get this party going. And this cop just looks at me. <laughs> and I'm a big dude. I'm probably a little bit older, maybe some people there as well. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> and he just he kind of laughed at me and just turned away and <laughs> just kind of, it was, that was I, the one of those only, moments you'd kill for a video. Right? I mean, I would. I he would had, very much so. That ended up with me waking up next to his house, by the way, that next nice. morning outside. So. The same cop that I remember that I was kind of <laughs> imitating there who did the whole I did the same crap too. He was like, everybody turn that TV off. And it was one of those like fancy TVs that had like surround system. And my buddy tried and like turned it so far up. It was like, hey, we're here for watching Jeopardy. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, turn it down. We're all like, turn it down, man. Like, it, he's like, I can't figure it out. We would love to have video. Uh, by the way, um, probably not good. We don't have we didn't have video, but I, I still think I know some people might be like, "Oh man, wish we kind of had the social media stuff." But I, I, I kind of know. I'm glad I didn't know. No, I, 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 I'd give every penny I have now if they, if they were like, <laughs> "Hey, social media actually existed." I'd wipe it all off with any penny I could pay. I see my memories on Facebook from as far back as 15 years ago, and I think, "Ooh, that said yeah. that. That's seven, on seven Facebook." Years ago embarrasses me. I think someone sent us uh, some. I guess you would would consider not so cool tweets that I sent out in early Twitter days to the text yeah. line one day, and I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Poor taste, but what are you going to do? Uh, by the way, Garrick Schmeltz just pitched a perfect top of the sixth inning. He's on sixth innings. I mean, this is all you could ask for for bringing in a he, career reliever. He only went, what, two innings? In the, in three the against three, Pitt. Against Pitt. And he didn't pitch poorly against Pitt, if I remember right. No, that I was mean, his first career start. He yeah. gave up, uh, I think, two runs on four hits, but struck out five. He's, he's clearly a big strikeout guy. He's got that breaking ball working. PRP Products, speaking of local kids, uh, Louisville leads 4-2 as they head to the home half of the sixth inning. Now the question is, how long do you let him roll? Um if I'm Dan McDonald and I'm trying to save Michael Prosecki for tomorrow's game, maybe the rest of the weekend, I'm thinking you know, this guy's got it. I'm letting him go as far as he can and save every other arm for you know game three. Hopefully, Jared Poland can give you a quality start tomorrow and you feel like you're in good shape. Having now, to win one of two. Winning tomorrow, winning today, winning tomorrow, there is no game three, right? If you win tomorrow, then you're in. You're in automatic. Yeah, you're. No, in. no, no. You're, you're you're in game three. You have to win one more. But you're in like the you're in this championship. I mean, I would assume. I mean, so you would. Is there a possibility that you don't use Pullman tomorrow? Oh no, well? you, you throw Jared Pullman tomorrow. Are you sure? I mean, because I mean, I would think that. I mean, if you're Dan McDonald, you know the scouting report of both Michigan and who are they playing? Oregon, Oregon, um, and maybe you know that they are at best one deep pitching, and maybe you can. 
I mean, do you take a chance in stretching that, or do you not want to do that because you no. want you want to make sure he get if you're going to use him, he has that extra day rest to go into the super regionals. You throw him to well, you throw him tomorrow because if you win, all you have to do is win one more game after that. It's whoever comes out of that, you know, the, the losers bracket will have to beat you twice. If you lose, all of a sudden you have to win three straight. Okay. So like you are putting yourself in a much much tougher position, and you probably you know if you don't throw Jared Poland tomorrow. And you save him for you know a game three that winds up being in the losers bracket. You still got to find a way to win two more games after that. And Louisville has not does not have a wealth of arms to make that happen. So you throw him tomorrow. You hope whoever can go can give you enough uh, to win one of those two games. And you hope that the bats outlast whatever Oregon, Michigan, or I guess Simo uh, is able to throw at you. And you assume that hey, their best might beat us once, but it ain't going to beat us twice. So I think you're, you're going to see Jared Poland tomorrow. The good thing about this, if it winds up working out for Louisville. If they win today without having to use Poland in game one, you know Michigan and Oregon are using their top arms against each other tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're getting their number twos. I thought it was interesting, too. I was listening on the way over to, to Sean talking about this. I had kind of assumed, because it's happened before, where Louisville has hosted a regional and played the afternoon game, which has kind of sucked for, for fans, even though Jim Patterson looks packed today. They sold every chair back ticket. It sounded, it sounded loud, yeah, when I was it listening. Looks, yeah, all the videos I'm seeing, all the pictures I'm seeing, makes it look like it's a, a pretty raucous environment. But... It's still, I'm sure some people wanted to make it out to the game and couldn't, and were hoping for a night game. And I had assumed that they did this because, look, we're the number one seed. We're hosting the regional. We deserve the advantage of having a little, a few hours of extra rest. You play the second game tonight, who knows? It could last past midnight. And then you've got to turn around and potentially, if you lose, play very early tomorrow. Uh, Sean said that's not the case. They wanted to play the, the, la- the late game tonight, the feature game tonight, but it was a some sort of clerical error on the NCA's part. Imagine that. That uh, that got it all screwed up. That had Louisville playing the early game. So there you go. I mean, shocking but, that something would get messed up involving us. Was in it because Oregon couldn't get here soon enough, and they want? I mean, they weren't going to be here till the day. Or we're not catering this around Oregon. Get out of my face. This is the uh, Kenny Payne classic. Would love for us to beat Oregon in front of Kenny Payne. Be like, see, you made the right decision, Ken. Yeah, you did a great job. Yeah, we can pump our own gas here, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I will read some of your texts. Uh, TJ Walker, by the way, texted in again because, first of all, he said, shut it, Mike, about... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you support him in a way? Well, no, this is before. This is about me saying that his business, I think, was on the... Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The jerk support letter. <laughs> they're, one, they're one of the other 37. Remember the 37. Um, he says... I also don't know what he's talking about. What if KSR was one of those 37 businesses? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, he says the contract extension for Minjion was silly, but it actually made it cheaper for UK to fire him. We'll see if Mitch unbuttons the top button and does it. And secondly, <laughs> UK, tweet. <laughs> UK Athletics got mad at me for calling them the Batcats. It's a sweet name. They can suck it. Uh, and then he says, no need to read on air. I just did. Or you can read on air. I don't care. <laughs> Big X is hurting today. We are a little bit. Uh, yeah. They should suck it. Yeah, I agree. that The fact that they even told him not to call them Batcats is stupid. I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to embrace it. It's a great that. name. Great hashtag. Is something to do with the Louisville Bats, maybe? I don't know. I mean. Well, I mean, suck it better. Like, Louisville Bats are great. Yeah. You should want to get mixed up with Louisville Bats. You should. We also. Poor, by the way. <laughs> I know this because you mentioned obviously as, as Douglas has been been doing the bass game and Douglas is a very quiet guy. Uh-huh. I had to feel for a little bit for Nick Kern yesterday, who does the great job at play by play for a little bass. Like I'm sure during like every between every half inning and during commercial breaks, Douglas would probably be just give him you know a two minute warning or whatever. When he gets me, I'm over here just talking his ear off. And like, <laughs> you do have a tendency of doing that during breaks, <laughs> especially if I'm. I mean, if it's, I'm kind of bored. And so we, we would go to break, and I'd be clear. So, who's your favorite football team? 
Who's your favorite baseball team? Who'd you grow up like? I mean, I'm just asking all these questions like I'm on like a 60 second date with them on a speed date. And I, I know at some point he's had to be like, I know he, he's going to be very, I mean, unfortunately, unless he's listening, had a chance to tell him of the news, but it's going to hit him hard too for more reasons other than he's got to hear me during the break now every game for all these games. Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had. Last night, in much <laughs> less serious news, it's just a, a bad night all around for yeah. both of us. Like we had obviously very, very serious news that, that we would not joke about, but we both tried to get food. And you showed me, <laughs> oh my you Lord. showed me after you, know, you had to rush over here, and you know, doing the bats game is like you said, you can't just like take it off. You can't just like zone out for a little bit and kick your legs up. You have to be at least you know semi checked in. Yeah, I'll be listening for, for cues. Yeah, so you grab some KFC, and if you get KFC, the one thing that you, that cannot perish in the 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 transition from KFC to wherever you're going to eat is the gravy for the mashed potatoes. Ugh. And it spilled all over the front porch here at the Big Egg Studios. And then I ordered I ordered Domino's. Thinking 7.30, plenty of time. We had no food at the house. I'm it's been like, a while since you probably did. I haven't done pizza in a while myself. but you, you, It's been a little bit. And so I'm thinking, you know, this is like this Domino's has always been fast. It'll be here in like 30 minutes. They they don't tell you how long it's going to be there until you you order it. And this isn't you the email. It's like 53 minutes. Like, oh yeah, my God. yeah, yeah, yeah. So after like but they give you that tracker, which is kind of nice. Yeah, the tracker. But like, from I ordered at seven thirty, the tracker at eight thirty still says Joe's prepping it. I'm like, <laughs> I love the prep. Like how much prep is going on here? I'm like, I guarantee they forgot about us. I thought. Did you try to like refresh it? Maybe thinking it just got frozen I did, or a something. Bunch of times. Yeah, I didn't that I tried to like go the other way, like like access it through the email and see if it was like going to it's update. Still in the oven. How long is this oven? <laughs> so our car comes and like sits in our driveway. I'm assuming this is the Domino's guy. Finally, after like an hour and fifteen minutes, then just leaves. And then I checked the tracker, and it's like, order completed. I was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Did you do the no contact? I no. Mean. <laughs> so I, I go out there. I, I look at the front porches of both of our neighbors, too, to make sure it didn't get dropped off there. I call the place. The manager, whoever's on the phone, sounds like the sweetest old little lady. So I feel bad, like, coming in, like, thundering with my, like, hey, just so you know, I've already paid, and I got no pizza here. And she's like, she's like hold on. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So I hear the elevator music on break. And she comes back, and she's like, uh, he actually got in a wreck, and I was like, "Okay, uh, is he is he okay?" <laughs> yeah, she's like, "He's okay. The car's okay. Your food, unfortunately, was a was perished." I'm like, "Well, this <laughs> sounds made up." Like, did it did it, did it did it hit the windshield like me without my uh, without my seatbelt on? I, she has very few details. I clearly like just this guy just screwed up. So she's like, we'll have a new order out there for you in 15, 20 minutes. 45 minutes later, the guy shows up, and he's like, sorry for the wait. We only have one driver. I'm like, get your stories together, Domino's. You're lying to me. It's been two and a half hours now. So I ate pizza at like 10 o'clock. It's terrible. That does explain the commercial bribing people to go pick it up and pay yourself as a delivery driver. I mean, that Maybe makes, they're just trying. I guess they are, they are sure, that, that, that sure to help. What's happening here? Clearly, they, they forgot your order. Obviously. I mean, I don't know. No bones I, I can't it. explain the mystery person pulling in your driveway and leaving. Maybe it wasn't a Domino's guy. It's probably somebody's know. turning around, maybe. But yeah, I think that you, because you ordered it online, I assume. Of course. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I've talked to a pizza place in, I think, over a decade. I don't want to talk to anybody. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's, I, I'm not the most technological person, but learning how to order pizza online was like the first, like, I think I figured that out before I did Twitter. And yes. They they clearly forgot your order. Did you get to the the, uh, the thin crust? Of course, Domino's. You don't think? Yeah. No, no. We I I don't eat that much anymore. It's the pots. <laughs> well, I have to eat small meals. I, for for the record, he it's a disease called pots because somebody's probably going, how the hell could you eat a whole thin crust pizza with pots? Yeah. By the way, see I mean, this that today? seems the, that seems the reason to eat a thin crust pizza, right? Rocking this, I had to give it took a bunch of blood for me today. Finally got into the doctor. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> like, Feeling better? No, no. <laughs> it's like I, I joke about it on air. It is like I joke because it's terrifying me, like trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So I, I think they're trying to figure out. You know, we'll, we'll, 
We'll try to find something. Did my like 15th EKG of the last 30 days, which was great. But oh, anyway, the thing neither they, here nor there. Is that where they put the, the goo in you and it makes yeah. you feel like you're wetting yourself? Well, they don't put the – no, no. That's, <laughs> that's not it. That was when I got the CT scan, which they also did. It did feel it right down in my junk, like right away. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I like this or I hate this. It's kind of kind of cool. <laughs> you can use like little sticky like tabs and they put the wires on you. Yeah, make yeah. sure your heart's going okay. Uh, so Jim Patterson Stadium, we've got Louisville ahead four to two in the home half of the sixth inning. Interesting side note going because we've mentioned you know the letter once again has continued to be the big topic of discussion around these parts, and the, the I, I guess the worrisome thing about the letter is that the people involved are. They're heavy hitters. I mean, Jim Patterson, again, his name is on the stadium. He's a wealthy person who has donated a lot of money to UofL. Mark Lynn, same thing. Lonnie Ali, wife, a former wife of uh, Muhammad Ali, who passed away six years ago today. I can't believe that it's been that long. Six years ago? Was it? Nuts. Yeah, nuts to, to see that. But so uh, Mark Blankenbaker at UofL Sheriff 50 on Twitter, he's at the game, and he notes that Jim Patterson attending the game in the athletic director box with Josh Hurd right there next to him. I mean, uh, sitting there, and also Lonnie Ali is right next to that AD in a private suite there. You know, and her son uh, Assad, he runs. You know, he formerly played UofL baseball. Okay. He does a whole lot of video operations. He you know does stuff for volleyball, but he's the big video operations and does a whole lot of other things with the Louisville baseball program. And Assad, I think, is a huge Josh Hurd fan. So it's just the whole thing is strange. Hopefully, now that this is official, people can let bygones be bygones. People can get behind Josh Hurd. I. I we I mean, it was official pretty much yesterday when the letter was also given away, too. But now that, like, we... Yeah, I know like, we hadn't had a press conference, per se, but, I mean... Like, and what, the thing that I said yesterday was my... Like, I, I don't understand the intent, the the point here. Like, what does this do? It's not like Lori Gonzalez is going to read this letter and be like, well, okay, you're, you, <laughs> you guys are right. My bad. Sorry, Josh. We've, uh, this is going to be a little bit awkward, but we're going to make a last-second switcheroo here. <laughs> Somebody get Tom on a plane. It, it just it, it wasn't going to happen. And we found out today... Which is something that we did not know yesterday. You know, Lori Gonzalez was asked about these non-disclosure agreements, and she said everybody had to sign one of these. If they wanted to interview for the job, if they wanted to send in their resume, they had to sign an NDA. Because and it, that's typically done in job searches for the benefit of people who are trying to get this gig. Because if you are, let's say... Let's say Devon Thomas, just to use him because he's the only other name that's been thrown out there for the last three months. And we know he wanted the job. We know he did. And he, he to his credit, like he didn't get it. He still was tweeting about UofL baseball this afternoon. Good so he's, him, you know, he's a UofL guy. But let's say that he was one of the candidates that was interviewed and sent in his resume, did a job interview that whole the whole nine yards. The reason why they make you sign a non-disclosure agreement is because they don't want it out there for your sake that you interviewed for this position because it might like it may look you, look may look you make you look bad. Easy yeah. for me to say. I mean, let's not forget Rachel got fired from Ralph Lauren because of that. Yeah, you don't want <laughs> you don't want it to leak out that this person who's let's say it's like the AD at a play at a prestigious school like Duke's AD Mike White or Mike White's dad is uh, <laughs> he's interviewing for the job at Louisville for some unknown reason. That gets out there, all of a sudden people are like, well, what the hell's going on there? And it becomes this gigantic story. Does he want out of Duke? Is he not doing a good job? Does he hate Duke? Like, that's why you do these types of things. And according to Laura Gonzalez, I mean, at least based on her answer, Tom Jurch did not want to sign the NDA, like did not sign the NDA. I mean, she said everybody who signed it and submitted their resumes was interviewed. So, like, at a certain point, you know, like their complaint is basically like UofL didn't get on their knees and beg him to come back, which I... Well, they shouldn't. As somebody who, again, I, I'll reiterate this for the 50th time, love Tom, have the utmost respect for what he did here. I think most people listening to this agree with that. 
I, I hope that at some point in the future we can get to a place where we can properly acknowledge um, the just vast metamorphosis that took place under his watch, all positive, going to the ACC, going to the Big East, all those good things. But stuff like this makes it harder and harder to do, and I feel like it pushes that timeline further back. And all you need for proof of that is the reaction that you've seen from the Louisville fan base to this letter. And I just like I, I don't understand if he was as gung-ho as these people speaking for him seem to make it out to be, like, why wouldn't you just do everything that they're asking you to do? Like, what? Like, I get that it was your job. I get that you feel like you were let go on, like, no uncertain terms. But if you are, hey, I really, really want this. I want to go out the right way. I'm all in. Then you submit your resume and you sign the NDA and you interview. Like, I mean, do you, do you just, is it that important to you that people know you're being interviewed? I, I mean, well, they, they wouldn't. I have no idea what the rationale and would, is. And like here's the, what I think. Here's what I think. And, and I'm, I don't want to speak for Tom Jurich, and I think this may be a minority viewpoint. I don't think he was nearly as gung-ho about this as this committee of people was making it out to be. I think they cared more than Tom Jurich did. And the reason I say that is because I talked to him directly when he was in town a few months ago and asked him about the job, and he said, I don't even know if I would take it, was his yeah. direct response. I, I think he would have taken it if they reached out to him and the terms were perfect, but that was never going to be the case. That was never a hypothetical. No. That was n- never something that was going to play out. And, like, I think Tom's fine. Like, I really don't think he cares nearly as much as these people who are putting their names on the letter. I, I really and truly don't. I mean, I, I wonder just how much the people who put these names on the letter are just how much they even know Tom Church as well. Or are they just. I think they know him pretty well. I mean, you would. Th- but if they, if they did, then you would think they would at least know the circumstances of, like you just said, with the NDA stuff and that maybe, you know he's your friend and you want him here, but maybe you can tell that he doesn't, he doesn't want to be here. It's poor execution. Anyway. I mean, anyway, you slice it. Just, there's, there's no way around it. Now, the other thing, we haven't spent enough time really talking about Josh it just Hurts. divides the fan base for no no reason. reason at all. And I that's mean, been the whole thing. That's been my whole thing this entire yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, what is your, yeah, I mean, what is your end game? What is your purpose of doing it? I don't understand it. So, Josh Hurd, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, spoke, I thought, very eloquently today. Every time I hear him talk, I come away thinking, like, he, he gets it. Like, he, he understands. He, it's almost like he's seeing things through my eyes. Like, everything that I want to hear, he seems to iterate much more eloquently than I could. Like, he, I think he understands the aspects of this athletic program that the fan base likes and wants to see maintained. I think he understands the areas where fans want to see improvement. I think he, I mean, he's been around here long enough to know the culture. Like, you forget, he's, yeah. he was here during one of the like, biggest transitional periods um, and one of the most successful periods in the history of this athletic program. Like, he was right there at the center of it. And he, then he goes to a different different place, experiences success at Villanova. Jay Wright loves the guy, comes back, is here for this changing of the guard, this kind of awkward new period. He's a big part of that, you know, trying to get back on track, trying to, you know, get o- underneath this black cloud or whatever terminology you want to use. Like, he's – it's not like this is not in his DNA. Like, he's experienced this place. He knows this place. He knows that – the university and the athletic program is viewed as an extension of the city. And he articulates that very well every time he's behind the mic. And I did like the fact that he brought up Tom Jurich and said, like, I learned from Tom that accepting the status quo is not going to get it done. Like, you always have to be moving forward. And I wish, I wish we'd seen the same grace from the other side because, like, they didn't go so far. Like, a lot of these people have been slandering Josh on message boards. I think unnecessarily so. I don't understand what the point of that is. You can prop up your guy without bringing down the guy who has the the interim job. You would think. And then even there, it wasn't as like just slanderous in the the letter yesterday. But even what they said then was like he's a you know 
promising young prospect who, you know, would do well by spending some years at a smaller school. Like, it was just, you know, why even bring that up? Like, just, he's got the job. Tom doesn't. If you want to vouch for your guy, vouch for your guy. But there's no reason to bring Josh down. And Josh has been nothing but graceful this entire time when it comes to talking about Tom. And he knows he's going to get questions about Tom. And he knows he's always going to be compared to Tom, as is pretty much every AD who comes here from now until eternity. Just like everyone would be compared to Denny Crum or Rick Pitino. Exactly. I mean, you're going to be compared to Snellenberger or Petrino. Dan McDonald 1. Baseball. 0. Whoever I mean, comes here after Dan is going to yeah, be compared to Dan McDonald. Walls, McDonald. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's inevitable. But And I don't know how much it would help. I mean, I don't know if, if you, we could get a, if we got a statement from Tom saying, you know, he supports Josh. I, I, I think that, that could help, but I don't know how much it would really make a difference because the people who are, like you said, kind of hanging on by – grasping at straws to for Jurch to be back and only be Jurch's job probably aren't going to still care about that either so I, at this point yeah it, it has to be done at this point like we can move on but Tom is he's always going to be a big figure in Louisville athletics like that's not changing anytime soon and you know I, I mentioned yesterday you know Josh and, and the Jurches were, were very tight like he and Tom were very close he and Brian who I'm very close with uh were also close he was in his wedding like this was a he learned a lot from Tom yeah, there was a the way that it's always phrased to me, like a kind of clashing of heads over one specific thing. It was not like a a terrible thing. They didn't start hating each other or anything. It was just Josh saw things one way, Tom saw things another way, and Josh at that point realized, you know, it's time for me to spread my wings and, and go somewhere else and, and you know, get a new experience at a different place. He went to Villanova, had success there, comes back to U of L, and he was asked about you know because you asked me yesterday like. Josh still speaks pretty glowingly about Tom in that regard. You know, what would Tom say about Josh? And, and I was like, I, I think Tom is, like, the letter, that was the one part of it that I think kind of sums up his feelings on Josh. I, I, don't, I don't think he, like, hates Josh or anything, but I think he feels like he's maybe a little too green for the job. Um, we'll, we'll find out. We, we will find yeah. out. But it, it didn't need to be like this. It, it didn't, like, it, it shouldn't be like this. And hopefully eventually, I keep saying this, we'll get to a point where, Time will remove will remove the the thorn from the rose, and you know, Tom will have let bygones be bygones, and Josh will hopefully be having a very very successful run as the AD, and he'll be able to welcome Tom back for a proper honoring, and hopefully everybody from that era who we kind of have an awkward relationship with right now will eventually be welcomed back with open arms, and we can have a proper celebration for the good things that took place during that era. I think that those that are that are hanging on to it in anger are a minority, and I think that minority will shrink even more if not. Drastically, if Louisville does well in basketball right off the bat, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, that's you're still going to have a smaller chunk of people that are still, you know, not wanting to let let it go. I mean, and it's fine, but I think that that minority will be just eighty percent of it will disappear and move back over into the majority if the basketball team comes out. Because then, it's, well, hey. I knew all along he was he was Jurich 2.0. Hey, Petrino 2.0 didn't work out, but Jurich 2.0. That I mean, that, we've got it right here. We got Jurich Junior. JJ out there. Don't you think people would? I think people would already be moving on past the Patino stuff if the basketball program had like had success under Chris Mack and also already dealt with whatever the NCAA is going to do. I mean, right off the bat with Mack having you know doing well right at the beginning, I think it started to, and then we just. You know, COVID, and, and then people kind of welcomed him back last year because they were so mad at Mac. But <laughs> yeah, but it, like it's, I think once we get to that point where it's, because the, the the big thing that drives people crazy, and I completely understand this, 
is they look around and they see, you know, Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino's been to Greece, for God's sake, for multiple seasons. He coached in the Olympics. He's had now two full seasons at Iona College, and we still don't have the punishment from the last year that he was on the job. It it is mind-blowing that we're living in that world. So I think people look around and see, you know, Pitino living his best life at Iona, which I know is kind of a counter. He's upstate. He's a New York upstate. He's probably happy. But, you know, he went to the NCAA tournament. He was dominant last year in the regular season. People see all that happening, him coaching with zero restrictions, while we're still feeling the after effects of what happened at the end of his watch. And I think that's what, like, people don't understand. How can you praise this guy? How can you like this guy when he's the reason why we're in this low state? He's the reason why we're winning 13 games and having to get rid of Chris Mack and all this stuff. And, like, I think once we get past that, once we've dealt with the punishment and moved on, I think there will be it'll, it'll be easier to appreciate the good that took place when he was here. Patino felt he was going to get a suspension for this, so he like, took some time off, went to Greece. Like, I'll just go chill in Greece and, instead of when I get suspended. A couple of years go by, he goes, they didn't spend me. I guess I'll come back to America. I think he also uh, couldn't get hired. That was, <laughs> I think that was the bigger deal. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm also a little surprised it didn't take him, took him as long as it did to my hire. I knew from day one someone was going to take a chance on Rick Pitino. It that wasn't mean, for lack would... of trying for a lot of these boosters. Like Seton Hall yeah. made a big effort. UMass made a big effort. Yeah, I mean, UCLA it's... made a big effort. And it was the, uh, the, the boosters who didn't want the bad look who were like, or the, the board members who didn't want the bad look who were like, eh, we can't do this. It's, it's, oh but the man. people with the money, they tried. No, but you're Seton Hall, dude. I mean, that's... <laughs> if you're Seton Hall, why would you not? Just, you know, come on. I mean, are you, what, are you holding pride for the 89 Final Four still? I mean, come on. Good Lord. Bit terrible call. <laughs> it was a horrible call. Five seconds yeah, into the sun. We understand. Carlos Mo got 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 dirt done dirty worse than a practice with Charles Prewell in that game. But it's still. Let it go, man. They're doing fine now. Sheen Holloway's going to get it going. Uh, quick update before we go to break. Uh, Tate Keener is now in on the mound for Louisville. Uh, tossed a K to, stand, to strand a SEMO runner at third. Seventh inning stretch on the way next at Jim Patterson Stadium. <laughs> Cards lead 4-2, looking to win their first game here at the NCAA tournament. Uh, let's get some more runs. Let's make this a little bit easier. Let's not make these last few innings a little dicey. Let's, let's put a couple more on the board here, boys. By the way, just I don't know why or last night I wouldn't just Google. Oh, it was on YouTube. I just Googled CMOS player of the Apes. And it's, that's, it comes up the scene when the in the bad movie we talked about this yesterday. But no one heard it because the podcast got screwed up. Uh, uh, but it's the scene when the, like, the monkey comes back you know, he, and at the very end. I yeah. And that's when they all bow down and they're like, right. Simos. I don't, for some reason, I do not remember that being Simos. I just don't. I didn't hear that now. That's every time you it still just cannot get out of my head. All right. We'll take a break. We come back. Uh, more bat talk, not bat cats, more bat talk. And we'll take some text on the Thornton's text line 502 1450. Rutherford Show rolling on here after this. Asked for insurance runs. Cards are listening to the show right now. Of course they do. Jack Payton, again, huge snub on the uh, All ACC freshman team. Second RBI double of the game. Plates Ben Metzinger. Louisville now leads five two. Bottom of the seventh inning. Again, let's make this as easy as possible on our relievers or whoever's going to pitch the last two innings. Just as many runs as possible. Let's, let's make this happen. 
breeze into tomorrow's game with a one and no record. Let's get this done. Um, Trevor, we that's have, all we ask, right? That's all we ask. We don't ask for much. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texas says Bronny to the Ville TK. <laughs> Can't lock it up. You didn't know he's already. I'm sure. I'm surprised they haven't even put him on like the uh, the, the team page yet. Hasn't happened. I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I've, I've heard there's moving trucks heading this way from uh, from L.A. No one seems to know what Bronny's like recruitment is, where it is right now. Everyone just assumed he's going to go to Duke because of the brand. I still am assuming he's going to go to Duke because of the LeBron connection. But people are like, Tennessee is interested. Like VCU's. I'm like. Bronny James is not going to VCU. I don't care how average of a player he is in reality. He's not going to VCU. Well, where's... Bronny's not going to go to a mid-level A10 program. Does he play in, uh, I mean, does he play, where does he play? Does he play high school in California, I assume? He plays at that uh, Sierra Canyon, I believe still. Like, they went, is that where, in California? Yeah. Okay. He plays out there where his, where his dad I lives. I assume that's because. They had the, yeah. the Zyre Wade was on the team and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. okay they yeah. tried to stack it and make it a super team, but he's just, look, he's, he's fine. He's good enough to play college basketball for sure. He is not going to be if he's in the NBA it's very much of a uh you know just like my dad's in the NBA type deal is he, I mean I'm surprised I guess North Carolina can't go after him for the Nike ties because it's Jordan and Jordan's like no I'm not taking he thinks he's better than me go to Duke I mean <laughs> I just don't feed into more of the robbery for ESPN by the way North Carolina and Michael Jordan LeBron <laughs> James and Duke um Texas says the NBA source uh, was 100% Uncle Wes. Wes got us. The, I guess the source of the uh, DJ Wagner connection thing is people are talking about. We're going to get to that. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the same picture says, also, I listened to the podcast from the other day. Top Gun Maverick is definitely not just for the white East End type dudes. <laughs> I'm in the middle of Mexico. I went to see it, and that joint was packed. There it is, Trevor. Could not be more egg on your face there. White I'm, East End guys only? Uh-uh. I'm not, I'm Mexicans not, love it. That was... <laughs> First-hand info right there for the text line. That was a texter who said that. No, not me. It was a texter that said it was for East oh, that's White right. guys. It wasn't me. Yeah, come on. Because you pushed back because you are an East End White guy and you didn't yeah. like it. I was like, well, of course, yeah. It's not all true. Stereotype, see, be damned, right? Um, but that's not the only joint that was packed down there at the theater in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> come on. You got a texter. Come on, man. You, you can't put it on a tee and not let me, let me take a swing. Texas says, uh, I heard DJ Wagner is going to become a New Albany dog. Maybe now. Now that we've got the Rutherford Show support, he might be headed there. He Ooh. also says, Bryant Northern's kid, uh, Brandon, just graduated from Silver Creek. Good Lord, how old are we? Probably didn't go to Jeff. Jeff Hall was a Floyd Central Highlander. All sorts mm-hmm. of UofL connections in uh, Southern Indiana. Jeff Thompson, Floyd Central, former UofL pitcher, was a draft pick. Um, Southern Indiana, Jeff and New Albany have very good baseball programs. We've been covering their, their high school baseball with them for, for the last several years. And, yeah, and, and yeah. then I think I think this person was texting all this in before we started talking about Southern Indiana. He says, sorry, I got a little excited. It's just nice to know that a sports talk show actually recognizes that Southern Indiana exists. He said, of course, I should have Doria known better. Y'all <laughs> nice. Uh, Texas, why would UofL hire someone who was here when all of the NCAA stuff happened right before the hearing, not to mention sued the school? Like, that's... Although they were talking about Herd for a second, I was like, well, no, like because Herd was, I guess, was Herd was here when some of that stuff was still going down as an assistant. Yes, George, okay, yeah, he, but he wasn't like he was in charge of basically like big events. That was his title during that time period, um, and he did a really good job by all accounts. And we know he wasn't involved with the Minority Hall stuff because he would have had a lot better entertainment. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> the, I mean, that point is I think the most obvious one out there, regardless of what. How you, how involved you think Tom Church was in, in what went down or how much he is to blame or you know whether or not he should have even been fired. 
the fact of the matter is, if you bring him back right now, Texas right, the hearing is in is in two weeks. The hearing with the NCAA is in two weeks. Perception wise, it's not a great look to say. No. First, and I said this yesterday, it's not a great look for anybody because on your end, yeah, we're bringing back the guy that was in charge when this whole thing was going on. But also, it's been five years, so like it's kind of on you to not have crapped on the pot by at some point over the last five years. But on our end, yeah, it would be not a great look to say. I mean, our main argument is going to be everybody's gone. We cleaned house. There are zero ties. We've had like 15 different coaches and 15 different ADs and 12 different presidents since this whole thing went down. Like, there's not even signs of these people around campus anymore. How can you punish us significantly for something that took place when all these people are so far removed from the program? That argument doesn't carry as much weight when you rehire the AD who was there. Again, however you feel about the way he was fired, it just would not be a good look. We we rotated through so many presidents. Some of our largest donors don't know how to spell her name, and she doesn't even sometimes know she's at U of L or UK. Yeah. I mean, we don't don't know where we're even at half the time. Texture says, um, Mike, do you think that Tom wants UofL to reach out to him because he wants them to admit that they messed up and need him? Tom is awesome and will go down as a UofL legend, but that's kind of the vibe I get if he was truly interested. I think settling on the lawsuit was pretty much them saying exactly. bad. I mean, that, that's... You took it right out of my mouth. Like, yeah, he sorry. asked for... I mean, he got whatever he wanted in yeah. that settlement. Dollar amount. He got tickets to... Season tickets for his kids to these games. Like, anything that he wanted, he got because... Like, they screwed up. The yeah. way that they fired him, they screwed up. They knew. From, and it was obvious from day one that he was going to get that. I mean, that was. That so was, that's, I mean, th- that was right there on its face, an admission that they messed up. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know how it's. I think it comes down to him just not really, like, like wanting the job that much. I, I think he would have been interested if it fell right into his lap and they did kind of come to him and, and say, like, hat in hand, we want you back. Come back to us, baby. Make us feel better. Make all this right. But when that wasn't going to happen and there was a little bit of work involved, I think he was just like, nah, like, I got a pretty good life here. I'm, I'm good with it. Does Tom Jurich take over his AD? Because we talked about the Miami thing, I want to say a couple years ago, but it's just now we've with you and me, so it's been less than a year. But yeah. we talked about that, how that almost felt like a perfect fit for him as well. Him being having residence down there, is, you know, it just, it just felt perfect. It's a, it's a program that probably could use a rebuilding at this point on, in all aspects around the way. But does the church be an AD anywhere? I mean, obviously Miami didn't come to fruition. Global obviously returning, not coming to fruition, and probably rightfully so. But does he? Does do you see Church as an AD anywhere else before our time is through? I don't think so. You think for a while I would have said yes. I think there was some. I, I think there was some legitimate talk on back channels, and at the end, the only job because he's he said this for a while to people close to him, and I, I don't think this is just him talking. If he's going to take another job, it has to be something that his wife approves of because they've bounced from town to town, from city to city throughout their marriage based on his work. And now, like, I think she's, I think Tara Lynn loves where they are right now. They've got grandkids down there with them. They can travel to see their other grandkids. Which is why my Miami made sense. So, yeah. Like, yeah. I think she loves the life that they're living right now. And if he is going to take another AD job, I think it would have to be something that doesn't totally disrupt that. I think it would have had to have been a job like Miami or like South Florida in areas where they have familiarity, where they could live essentially the same life they're living right now. At least she could. And I don't think there are that many jobs that that check that box, at least decent jobs that he would want to take. So I, I think I think he was genuinely interested in Miami if they had come to him with an offer. And I think at, after that fell through, I, I, I think he's kind of done. Like If UofL is not going to be the job, then I don't think he's going to take one. I mean, Florida State was desperate enough to even go after our church replacement. It fell far short of church's standards, so I'm surprised they don't call him as well. 
Texas listening to Josh today gave me more hope for U of L than I've had in a very long time. He, I mean, he does. He knows how to do a press impressive. conference. He's he kn- great. He, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to much today, but I've been reading quotes, but I didn't get to visual, listen to it. Actually, physically listen to it. But just off the first press conference, he knows how to do a press conference. He know he knows he knows how he knows what people want to hear, and that's and I'm not saying he's not being truthful, but. I mean, listen. I mean, he gets it. you've got yeah, you've got to be able to to be able to deliver and you know be be, be MJF of the of the ads. You got to be able to deliver that promo. Like ten people listening know what you're talking about right there. Oh, trust me, MJF people. Like, is that MJF? Is that some sort of mother blank blanker? They actually pulled MJF off the uh, roster on AEW's website. Oh, you think that's part of the work? I think it's, it's got to be. They're, they're definitely part of the work. He, we mentioned yesterday. You know the accomplishments that we're talking about from the last six months that everybody's going to discuss and throw out there because it is the most important sport at U of L, and because it was such a rare situation, negotiating the buyout with Chris Mack and then spearheading the the coaching search that landed Kenny Payne. Like that's what everybody's going to talk about. Those aren't the only things that Josh has done over the last six months. You have to remember. Jeff Walls has been extended under, under his watch. Like that is no small deal. And I mean, the word was for several weeks. That Walls came to Josh and was like, just so you know, like Texas A&M is throwing a ton of money at me. And I think there was some significant concern behind the scenes that this wasn't going to be able to get done. And Josh made it happen. Like that's a, that is no small deal. Women's basketball is Jeff Walls the same way that ba- Louisville baseball is Dan McDonald. Oh, yeah. He has been able to keep Dan McDonald happy. Like the, the plan to, to add the facilities upgrades that McDonald wanted, those are still in the works. The, those have all happened. Um, you know, he's he extended John Michael Hayden after he made the NCAA tournament this year. Soccer men's soccer f- seems to finally be moving back in the right direction. Like his the fan engagement stuff, the new plans at, at Cardinal Stadium. He's listened to the concerns of the fan base. He's addressed them. Kelly, uh, our, uh, she got a contract extension too. The volleyball coach, right? Danny Busboom Kelly. Yeah. yeah. After you know, you know, they had the clause in there that if she wants to go to Nebraska, she can go to Nebraska. But she is going to, I think, stick around at Louisville. Good. And keep us as a national powerhouse until. Nebraska comes calling, and when that does happen, you have to. I mean, she's from there, played there, won a national title there. It's yeah, you understand that. But he has done, like he. There hasn't really been a gigantic misstep, which is a rarity for for Louisville athletics in the the last however many years. Texas, all, all says, great, but it all comes down to whether Kenny Payne's going to win or not. Well, for sure. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm, I mean, we people were talking the same way about yeah. Vince after six months. I think. Yep. You know, it was, and yeah, it, it is what it is. You're t- you're totally right. Um. Texter says, way to pound Simo. I can't read that. <laughs> Great McGruber reference. I appreciate it. I applaud it. I can't read that. Still got to watch McGruber. But I, I, I got to make a deal. If I'm going to watch McGruber, you're going to watch something of my choosing as well. I know, Ty, I know. Don't give me the, oh, the, I got kids. I'll watch gonna, something. All right. Did you start Stranger Things yet? No. Okay. I haven't had time. I watched the hockey game, and then I flipped over to the NBA game, and then I was ready to go to sleep. Well, you, but you got pizza at 1030. I figured maybe you wanted to watch something while you ate your... I, I ate pizza in like five minutes. <laughs> I was like, get this done. What was the toppings? Uh, pepperoni, thin crust. Got the, uh, the Parmesan bread bites. Delicious. Nice. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Texas Mike is a former law student. Uh, what do you think of Deshaun Watson's lawyer's defense theory? Has there something new come out today that I don't know <laughs> yeah. about? The only thing, I assume this is what he's talking about, is the lawyer, because a new woman accused him. I saw that, yes. And so the lawyer, the only comment that I heard was the one that went viral, where he said he made it a point to say that getting a happy ending in a massage parlor isn't technically against the law. Which, not the best defense to bring up. Maybe you, you maybe you save that detail for trial if if you feel like you got it. Like that should be a last resort. I mean, if money is exchanged, then yeah, it kind of is. It may not be wrong, but like, 
maybe just keep that one in the belt until you absolutely have to pull it out, which maybe is what Deshaun no Watson should have right? done uh, at the exact same time. <laughs> Texter says, uh, y'all mentioning small-town teams is spot-on. Bud Kilmer is alive and well. Can you fix him? <laughs> uh, Texter has a, a picture of you as the Kool-Aid man bursting through the door like that you were at that party. <laughs> a line that I use frequently, busting in like the Kool-Aid man. I did. I mean, I, I didn't kick it open, but I, got pulled, like, I kind of slammed it, pulled it real quick and jumped out and was like, let's go. Texas is Andy Sweeney a douche? No, he's I, no, I like Andy. Sweeney's a good says, guy. Seems like one on the radio, but I give him the benefit of the doubt because it's a sports radio show. But if he's saying that letter was John Ramsey on Twitter and that's not true, then he's a douche and needs to be called out. I get it's not your battle and you may not know him, but I can't help but ask. Sorry, this drama makes me curious. No, I, I know Andy well. I, I like Andy. Yeah, I work, I've, I've known Andy's. Uh, I met him as well when I first started in radio. Worked with him for several years. For a Giants fan, he's he's not a bad guy. I didn't know he was saying it, it was John, but if he is, I, I think he's wrong. Um, I mean, he, he's just probably <laughs> making the assumption. A lot of people. I mean, are, and there's no reason if I didn't, if I wasn't sitting here with you, I probably would be saying the same, a little bit of the same thing. I'd probably, you know, I could be told I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But yeah, I would. That would be my assumption. It would have been too, which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, John has made. Yeah, I mean, it's clear. John, no attempt are, to yeah. hide his relationship <laughs> yeah, with Tom. Exactly. It's, you know, it's it's understandable. Hold on one second. Oh. Now you figure out that mute button a little bit better there. Using that cough button. Feeling cough good button, today. yeah. Texas has my sources say DJ Wagner to Beth Haven. Void <laughs> um, Central. Was the person who wrote the letter an insider on the message boards? I, I, I don't know. I don't know who's on the message boards and who's not. I've got no idea. It was Jerry Tipton. This is one last go before he retires. Texas is. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> By the way, the day that Jerry Tipton played at the UofL Media Scramble and hit a hole in one, one of the greatest days of all time in the little really? rivalry. It was like I think it was the first year I played in that. And the, like word got around. I'm like, oh my god, wait until the the because you know UK fans and UK fanboy media like hate him. Oh yeah. And I was like, wait until people hear about this. And sure enough, explosion. Couldn't make it up. <laughs> Texas says, uh, Mike, explain to me what a balk is like I'm five. <laughs> like a surplus, exactly. I think it's like 50. It's a break. Trey, <laughs> Trey uh, Dugan's uh, each star player for Mania. It's texting me like explaining it to me as well. I like, trying like to Like 50 least. different things can be balks. So it's, it's, it's not a discussion that's great for radio. Like you, the first time I ever balked, you, know, you can't have the ball – you can't have your hands in the glove with the ball when you're looking in to get the sign, and then when you set, like you have to, you have to have the the ball either in your hand behind you or keep it in the glove, and then you bring them together when you set. Like that's so the very first game I ever pitched, I did that. I'm already ball. confused. I, I know it's Can impossible. Can we bring it down to, to third? By the way, his explanation is it's when you try to a pitcher deceives a runner. Well, what does that mean? That can mean anything and everything. It's like it kind <laughs> of is, but also like. When like when I'm learning the rules, I'm, my mind is blown. Like you have to step off the rubber when you throw to, to second, but you can't. You don't have to when you throw to first. And like you can look over and move your shoulders when you're leaning in to get the sign, but when you've set, you can't. Your shoulders have to stay completely still. You can't twitch once you've set. Like all this stuff. So I balked that very first game I ever pitched in like a, a grown up kid game, and then I balked like my senior year of high school. To this day, no idea what I did. Who calls the ball? <laughs> the infield umpire, or I mean anybody can. I guess yeah. The guy behind home plate can, or the infield umpire can. It's usually the infield. Umpire. If we go to robotic. Umpire behind the player. I mean, who's great question? Who's gonna call? I mean, is it, are we gonna get rid of the balk? It's gonna be like the only job for umpires. They're gonna be like become balk experts. I mean, there's been times because I always just pictured. I always thought it had something to do with the put on the rubber, and I'm sure that as you that's part of it. That's part. That's just one of multiple parts of it. Apparently, you and, can fake to third and fake to second. You can't fake to first. That's a ball. I mean, <laughs> unless you step off the rubber first. And see, that's what I'm saying. There's been there's been so many times during a game I'll be watching, and I'll see them like just take their put off the rubber throw to first or something. I'm like. How is that? Wasn't that a balk? I, I, then they'll call a balk, and I'll be like, 
the hell am I watching? I mean, I, as, as somebody who pitched uh, throughout, like growing up, so, I, mean, <laughs> I still don't fully. Like, again, like when I got called for a so ball, balk, and nobody like protested <laughs> on my behalf. Like I said, I was sitting there. I went to go throw home. And he's like, balk. And I was like, what I do? And he's like, he's like, you twitched a little bit. And I'm like, well, I mean, I probably twitch inadvertently all the time. Like I didn't move. Like I, I was like, I didn't do anything. What if he sneezed? I mean, does that count? As oh, <laughs> my buddy in, in high school, we played at this field in St. Louis in this tournament where it was like just flooded with mosquitoes. Like we pulled up and the lights were, you, you couldn't even see. I hit a ball that hit the top of the wall. I swear to God, the mosquitoes kept it in the ballpark. I, I will blame it to this day for keeping it in. And he got a balk for slapping a mosquito on his – it's like I couldn't help it. Like I, I feel a mosquito biting my neck as I'm getting ready to pitch. I smacked it, killed it, got called for a balk. <laughs> Can't do it. Like you actually, it's the ball behind you in your hand. You can keep it in the glove if you want to. You, oh, you, I mean, where else are you going to put it if it's not a balk? I mean, there's only two options. I mean, there are, down you're, your you're pants. Right. I there mean. are two. Those are the only two, in your hand or in the glove. Most people do hand. If I, if I put it in my back pocket, does that? I mean, can I then I balk? I mean, it's a like it's a it's a very it's a tough rule to explain. I'm glad we spent three minutes on it. <laughs> if, if, I, if I do the uh, hidden ball trick, is that a balk? I mean, no. We tried to do the hidden ball trick once. We finally got the nerve to try it once. I work. wish we'd see more hidden ball tricks. It's, and, the, it's the best thing of all time. Like what? I'm, I'm thinking like okay. For example, I know we probably don't even be talking balk this much, but in rookie of the year, because this is where I go. I'm movie guy, right? I I need to know if a movie's lying to me. In rookie of the year, after Henry slips on the ball and loses his his, his power pitch, uh-huh. all right, he has to get away. He has to find a way to get the outs without pitching, and he walks the one guy, and he does the he. I mean, he, he pretends to throw the ball up in the air, but he does it. He's the off guy, the rubber. That's not so. That's a balk or if, not a balk? Not a balk. If you're off the rubber, you are we sure it. he was off the rubber though? Oh yeah, he's way off the rubber. Okay, he's staring at him from behind the mound. Okay, so and, as long as his foot wasn't on the rubber, yeah, you can do whatever you want. He can do whatever he wants. Take the ball. your pants off, do a dance. You're good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, all good. Then he call him chicken or something. Yeah, he, calls, he, he starts balking at him. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like brilliant move. That's how the Cubs won the pennant. <laughs> John Candy, an unforgettable role in, in that movie. Texas, I'm watching an anime tonight with the boys in honor of Trevor. It's the anime guy hanging out over. To- <laughs> I need more anime reviews from him. Um, Karate text. Garrison text. Gotta love butt slapping TJ getting excited over a preseason Seth Davis poll. Insert whiny voice guess. We shouldn't have fired Cal, huh? We're preseason ranked <laughs> high every year. Haven't finished our preseason ranking or better since 2015, bud. Ooh, bud. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's one of the fighting words, man. Bud is a that's a that's a that's a cutting little term of non so endearment. Yeah, it's talking down a little bit to him. I did man. see though that Seth Davis does have him at number one in the athletics preseason top 25 that they just updated. This is gonna be a fun year for those rankings because. For all the and it, how's Gonzaga not number one? Well, they're number one in Goodman's poll, and then I think uh, John Rossing has North Carolina number one. I've got to do my rankings. I'm getting they have hired me to do a top twenty-five for Monday. I'm gonna have to put that together this weekend. You can do Miami just to, for fun. I might just put Arkansas up there just to screw <laughs> <with> people. <laughs> Clicks bonanza. <laughs> Give me all those page views. Tennessee, Missouri, just, just piss people <laughs> off. I might make it happen. But like this is going to be a year for whatever reason. Like there's, there's a lot of groupthink in all of sports media coverage, but. The closer you get to a college basketball season, everybody just settles on the same number one team, which seems ridiculous. I mean, with, with the, especially with the roster turnover now, like these top 25 polls should not all be so similar because they never end up looking right at the end of the year anyway. Oh, so, yeah. But I think this is the year where you're going to have like five different teams getting votes in the AP and coaches preseason polls to be number one. Like I don't think there's going to be an overwhelming number one. 
I don't know. I feel like Gonzaga probably should be with Timmy and adding now the the kid from Missouri. Uh, Chattanooga, Malachi. Chattanooga, yeah. I don't know they, they, they're bringing back three of their five starters from a team that was the number. But I think people— I mean, I know you lose It's Chet kind of Holmgren, the same thing with, but I mean, with UK, though. Like, I, I think people still remember the fact that they lost in the Sweet 16— and like, were they overrated the entire year? Should we? Do we? You know, should they not have been number one? And I think you've got a weird thing with UK too, where if UK had just, you know, UK I mean, lost a lot though too. I mean, I know they brought yeah, but back they're Oscar, the but... national player of the year yeah, and another a... loaded recruiting class and True. Severe Wheeler, who was their starting point guard last year. They like if you brought, if they were bringing back if they were bringing in exactly what they're bringing in for this year's team, and they were a two seed in the NCAA tournament that won two or three games, got beaten in the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight, I think they would be everybody's number one. But because they lost to a 15 seed in the first round, I think that's the holdup. Like, can you really rank it? Like, and that's well, teams that did go lead eight though. Exactly, but like that's people. That's the memory of UK is yeah. choking in the first round. And like college basketball is a fickle thing. What happens in March probably matters way, way more than it should because a you know four month season can be invalidated or wiped away in a positive way in the span of you know a 40-minute game. It's Being just, reminded it's UK thing. lost in the first round of 15 seed. Thank you. I needed to smile today. They lost what? <laughs> Being reminded UK lost to a 15 seed in the first round. Thank you. I needed to smile oh, today. Oh, it happened. It makes me smile still. Balk, balk, balk. <laughs> they, they balked. Do peacocks balk? <laughs> um, we got to go to break. We have the 5 o'clock hour coming up next. Before we do, though, reminding you guys, our friends over at Shady Rays want to hook you up this summer. You need shades to block out that sun. It's beating down on us every single day now. It's that time of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code BIGX when I you got, check out. Got mine on right now. Trevor's got his Shady Rays on in studio. Because all the lights in this studio work. In your studio, there's only one. I'm in the darkest <laughs> studio in America. Don't need the Shady Rays here. Thankfully, they're in the car, but use the promo code Big X when you check out. It's going to save you 25%. And also a reminder, if something happens to those sunglasses in the first 30 days that you have them, they're going to send you a replacement pair. That's the Shady Rays guarantee. ShadyRays.com, promo code Big X. Spend your summer in style. We'll take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hours up next, we'll have uh, final updates from Jim Patterson. We'll get uh, deeper into this uh, DJ Wagner discussion. More text from you at 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. All that coming your way here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on a lovely Friday in sunny Jeffersonville, Indiana, right across the bridge from Louisville, Kentucky. Rolling on here on 1450 The Big X as we uh, continue to keep eyes on Jim Patterson Stadium, where the Louisville baseball team is taking on Southeast Missouri State, a.k.a. SEMO, not the ape from Planet of the Apes, uh, Trevor. Uh, in the, and SEMO's plural, that's why. In the regional <laughs> opener, in case you're wondering about the update from there, Cards lead 5-2. They're at bat in the home half of the eighth inning. Tate Keener tossed a perfect top of the eighth, so Cards regardless of what takes place here in the uh, the home half of the inning, as they've got, a I think, a runner on third here 
runner on second and third could potentially add some more insurance runs, even if they don't. Still three outs away from a regional opening victory and moving on to Saturday's game against the winner of either Oregon or Michigan. Uh, Cards have the bases loaded, and now Jack Payton, man of the hour, two RBI doubles already today, uh, will step to the plate trying to to break this thing wide open and take away some of the drama from the ninth inning. We haven't mentioned this. I should have brought this up earlier when we were talking about the game. Uh, Christian Napchik, who's been out for a while, Back in the lineup today, led off, started the game with a single on the bottom of the first. And I'll give props to our guy, Matt McGavick from Louisville Report, who filled in a couple of weeks ago on Thursday before the, the last series of the regular season. We had a couple of questions, people saying, what's up with Napchik? Is he, you know, is he out for the year? Is he going to come back? And Matt said, I think they could play him if they absolutely had to this weekend or if they needed him in uh, Charlotte. My guess, though, is that they're just going to save him for the NCAA tournament, just let him get as healthy as possible. That's exactly what happened, and uh, they're kind of, I think, reaping the benefits of waiting with him. He's, uh, he's had a good day today. Hopefully we'll have a, a fantastic postseason. Waiting are they in, in the seventh? Bottom of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth, so Wait bill, bill and good. <laughs> I heard that, by the way. Just thundering in. I heard again. that last part, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, did, I literally just said three outs away, regardless of what happens here from, from ending the game. Well, that wouldn't be the eighth. That'd be the ninth. They're in the bottom of the eighth. The, car, the cards are batting in the bottom of the eighth. As it regardless of what happens here, they're still oh, three okay, outs yeah, away. Yeah, I got you now. Yeah, from ending, from ending now the game. I get what you're I'll feed you, baby bird. You, <laughs> I mean, you think teaching me how to do a balk was was crazy. I mean, now you trying to teach me how to breathe out. I mean, balk is yeah. There's still we we got we got lessons three, four, and five to go on that front. <laughs> I'd say that is a long, long. There lesson. was an out last night during the uh, bats game that unfortunately they did lose to uh, down there in uh, Atlanta to I forget what the, the Braves AAA team. But uh, there was, I guess, a double play, and Curran went with the, you know, like four, seven, three. It was like some a weird combination. That's at the break. I'm like, dude, I admire you. Like, How do you? I, did is that a center fielder involved there? <laughs> like, I, that's what, and that's what he said. He goes, it "Was a lot easier before all the shifts, you know. <laughs> now, now it's a little tougher sometimes to do it when, especially as quickly as they do. But I, I know the number because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. But because like, pitcher is one or is catcher one? Uh, Pitcher is one. Pitcher is one, so catcher is two? Yes. And then first, third, second, four. That's ironic. Uh, short. No, it's third, five, short, six, right? I believe uh, six is, is second base. I believe shortstop is four. Well, why did <laughs> That's confusing. Wouldn't you go in order? You go in order of importance. Shortstop is the infielder that gets the ball hit them to them, them the most. They're four. Well, but you're like skipping second base altogether. I mean, well, this base, is what causes Roberto Almar to spin on people. Second base is an easy position to play, by the way. No, until after Roberto Almar, the greatest second baseman ever. Um, I take it back. I'm wrong. <laughs> Are you? You don't even know the right one. I'm wrong. Uh, I always think when I when I think of four six three double play, I always think shortstop second uh, first. But I, I'm wrong once again. Oh God, I'm always. I think of when I think of shortstop. Catcher's one, catcher's okay. two, first baseman's three, second baseman's four. Okay. Third baseman's five, shortstop six. Okay. Left fielder seven. I thought I thought seven was center field. Uh, eight was center field, and then nine is right field. So I was actually right, and you were wrong. Uh, you were very right. I was very wrong. I thought it skipped over short though. I, I did think that. I don't know why they would skip over second, but yeah. I don't know why I think double play. I always think of Trammell to uh, and Whitaker from the line, from the Tigers. I always think. Do you always think four six three for whatever reason? That's, six, that does. That's the first thing that gets yeah. in my head. Four six three double play. <laughs> I was so wrong. And yesterday it was like a one four eight or one four six or something like that, and I was like, I couldn't do. I mean, 
I, 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 Folks, it, Jack Payton's done it again. I have to sit and think about him when I do it. He's doing it again? Jack Payton has done it again. Two more RBI. Uh, he laced a, it looked like it was a third straight double. Apparently it was a single, and then he advanced the second on the throw. Jack Payton, have a day, young man. Make those ACC riders feel terrible about themselves for not putting they you on should. the all-freshman team. Be embarrassed. Be embarrassed. This guy's just first four-hit game of his career. Man's playing with a chip on his shoulder. We mentioned all the, the great Midwest recruits. Another one, Brother Rice in Chicago. I was about to ask you where he was. He's a player. So Jack Future's Payton's right. from Chicago? He's from Chicago. Please, I mean, I, I mean, come on. How can I ask any relation to Walter? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't believe so. I mean, I, I, how can you tell me a kid named Payton's from Chicago and me not to think automatically is he related to, to Walter? <laughs> I mean, maybe. look, maybe. I, 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 don't, I don't believe so. I mean that's not like like last night they were doing the scoreboard and they mentioned uh, uh, something. I mean, it was Tyler Nevin hit a home run. The first thing I thought was, I wonder if that's related to the former number one pick, Phil Nevin. Well, look, and that, now that's a stretch at least. Trevor, Did I even know let's that? Let's do some basic math. Walter Payton died in 1999. Jack Payton is a freshman at U of L. No way. Was it 99 when he passed? It's been a while. I, I don't unless he's a very very old freshman. <laughs> He's got to be. He, well, there's no well, way that he's 21 years old. Well, maybe it's his grandkid. What was Walter's kid's name that played at Miami? Jared? Maybe it's, is it Jared's son? Uh, I, mean, I didn't say it was his kid. I just said related, by the way, to Walter. Well, I mean, I, I mean you're making me bring up this fact, too. But Jack Payton's white, so. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't see color. I don't. You put me in a real bad spot there. Real you, bad you spot. You could have led with that instead of me sending me down well, this rabbit I mean, hole. I tried to get myself out of that position. I mean. You, you wrangled me right back in there. I mean, I mean, no offense, but you could have started with that instead of he's 21 and the age thing. Well, I mean, I, I thought basic math was going to be my out there. I, 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 clearly, I was talking to the wrong person. I should have known that going he can, in. I think it's the definition of burying the lead there. <laughs> uh, so, the, so there it is. Uh, Jack Payton, man of the hour, though. <laughs> maybe still related to, to Walter Payton. Hey, who knows? I mean, maybe, how white are we talking? Maybe, maybe there's an adoption. <laughs> who knows? Um, let's go to the Thornton Stacks line here, 502-414-1450. I tell you, any basketball recruiting news, nothing new. Uh, besides, we haven't really gotten into the DJ Wagner stuff. We Layman's mentioned, terms, is there a guard yet? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the Courtney Ramey thing. Now, Duke last night, they did – Trevor Keel stayed in the draft a couple of days ago, but they got Tyler Proctor, their their top commit from the 2023 class, to go ahead and reclassify. He is a guard. He's 6'3". He's going to be a member of their team next year. That tells me they're kind of out of the Courtney Ramey sweepstakes. I think that they're no longer a threat. Houston, the other day, got Marcus Sasser back. A lot of people thought that may have knocked them out of the Courtney Ramey sweepstakes. I think Louisville – Look, I'm not going to tell you how good of a spot they are in. West Virginia, I know, feels very strongly about him coming there or them having a good shot. Kansas State was in on him. Uh, Illinois has uh, is, it feels like they are in a decent position. Louisville people who are locally feel like Louisville's in a decent position. So we'll see on that front. The, the issue with Courtney Ramey is the issue we keep talking about. He's got one year of college eligibility left, played four years at Texas. Is he going to go to a place that can't guarantee that they're going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament? I think that's the biggest Biggest anti, biggest negative factor in Louisville's chances here. So that's out there. Um, the other thing on the the DJ Wagner front, we mentioned his high school coach now is going to take a job with the New York Knicks. So a lot of people have speculated that he could potentially come to uh, a local high school. Which he's, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, a former Knicks assistant to begin with. He was with Rick, because Rick Benson played for Temple. Uh, I think he was on like, Kind of one of those guys that was kind of famous for being kind of on like the the bench of the Knicks for several years during some some time. So I think he's he's got obviously connections with the New York franchise. Yeah, 
So yeah. we'll see if that you know <laughs> does, does wind up leading to yeah. Thank, thank you. No, no, I'm laughing at both that, and I just I was just re- I just looked up Jack Payton's like bio. <laughs> Dave and Sue are his parents. <laughs> Again, not his, his brother though. From comment, his brother played for the Reds last year. Or okay. in 2020, uh, Mark uh, Payton, I guess. Oh, my God, that's his brother? Yeah. <laughs> yes, apparently. Apologize to the Payton family a little bit here. Uh, Dad Dad played at Illinois and played in the minors and went to Cardinals, and his brother Mark played at Texas and would, made a debut with the Reds in 2020. Okay. I, I had no idea. See, we learned probably something new. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like I did know that at one point. I probably like wrote it as like a tidbit on Card Chronicle and then just – I forget everything now. Pods. I know. <laughs> Believe in pods. Blame the pod. Hey, when it comes to memory, that's what I do as well. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of other notes on DJ Wagner outside of the the rumors about him potentially transferring into a Louisville high school. Uh, Jeff Greer in his latest newsletter, subscribe to it. It's worth the money. Uh, Floyd Street's Finest is the newsletter. Good name, by the way. Uh, Floyd Street Tribune is the newsletter. Floyd Street's Finest is the podcast. Both great. Both good names. Both great. Yeah. Floyd Street doesn't get used enough. So... There was still some speculation after Louisville gave the hybrid role job to Milt Wagner as far as whether or not this was within the parameters of the NCAA rule that says if you're hiring the family member of an active recruit, it has to be as one of the three full-time assistants. Greer did some digging, and I thought this was interesting. The pre-existing arguments that Louisville has with, one, Milt Wagner and the, the, the relationship that Milt Wagner has had with Kenny Payne over a long time those are going to help Louisville in trying to argue this. There's a there's there's a contingency in the NCAA rule that says they can be forgiven in these hire a family member cases when there's a prior relationship between the potential hire and the school or the coach. We check both those boxes. What? <laughs> I'm just sensibly I'm I'm just curious, owner, what was what is the degree of relationship? Like did they like Hang out and go to a movie once? I mean, what what, what level do you, you consider a degree of relationship? I'm assuming it would have to be Long term, you're gonna have to like show proof that like you were long term friends. Or <laughs> look, we text each other well, every sure, day. That's neither here nor there because for our purposes, it's cut and dry. Okay. Is well, there a relationship true. between the school and Milt Wagner? Yeah, he played here, won a national title. Obviously. Is there a relationship between the coach and the person hiring him? Yeah, Kenny Payne and Milt Wagner have been longtime friends. They've kept in contact for uh, thirty years. They played together. To me, no brainer. Like unless the NCAA just you know covers its eyes again and says now you're Louisville rules don't exist for you. Louisville should be in the all clear to recruit D.D. Wagner. We thought we were going to be. I think this this kind of settles that. Yeah. The the last piece of news, and I love you know you've got Pat Forty writing stuff about DJ Wagner today. Uh, he's been ta- written about in Sports Illustrated, all this stuff. So Adam Zagoria made this statement on Twitter. He actually he put it in a story as well that he wrote today. One NBA league source told him on Rick Brunson, "quote His work is done at Camden. Wagner will join his grandfather at Louisville." Was that NBA source World Wide West? Is the text line guest? Well, it's, uh, oh, okay. It's, but his dad is already at Louisville. No, Wagner will join his grandfather at Louisville. Oh, Wagner. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. He's talking about Rick Brunson being done at Camden. Yeah. And now DJ Wagner, he's going to go to Louisville. I mean, I don't hate it. Zagoria's got a good feel of the Northeast stuff. So I mean, don't hate it at all. So we'll see. Hopefully, all these arrows pointing the same direction are accurate and they're not just, you know. John Calipari didn't have one up his sleeve. Good thing it's the real world is where this is happening and not that alternate universe where they hired Dewan at Kentucky and took him. God. Hired Dewan too. <laughs> um, the, so the texter who has named the Roosters after us has just said I believe that's Krogh or one of our uh, more. Uh, Crozier? Yeah, Crozier. Yeah. My guy, Sean, Crozier? Sean Kroger, yeah. Good guy. He says. Uh, Lights going to Ballard. This may or may not call for an emergency pod. 
He's made two huge pickups for the Big X and Card Nation. I think it's obvious which one's Trevor Kelsey. He sent in pictures of both. Um, I'm guessing, <laughs> yeah, one one is bigger than the other. I'm guessing that's you. <laughs> yeah. Although the one, the other one, the smaller one, has some wild mohawk hair, which is not me. So I don't know. It also looks like the, the hair covers his eyes. I kind of feel like I'm the other one, even though it's 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 bigger. <laughs> well, I mean. Tread lightly. I can't. No, I can't. I I I goofed with him on on the text line. If you go back and look at the thread, I did I did make some obvious jokes to him. I was like, I can't say this on the air, but here's what I you know you know you wanted me to say. Oh man, <laughs> he's just trying to get me fired by the FCC, aren't you, Sean? <laughs> that's that's something I can doing? think of. Um, but I, I guess I'm I'm gonna why is he a Bruce? But the guy's got an apartment. What's he got roosters for anyway? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor, you're better than blanking over a press conference. If you can't do a good introductory press conference, you wouldn't get the job. Well, you weren't just talking about the today's press conference. I think you were talking about no, he did well the, the Kenny Payne thing, his yeah. interim press conference. Like, every time he's been behind a mic, I think he has he's, he's handled himself very well. He has, and there's more. I mean, and people want to use the excuse of he's green, he's wet behind the ears, whatever, whatever. That's He hasn't looked, he hasn't shown that at all. He, he's looked he's like a, 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 a grizzled vet. When he's done all his press conferences, in despite the fact that he know, I mean, he's he's not. I'm sure he's not dumb, and he may not listen to our show. I'm sure he does. Who doesn't? Or listen to all the media? But I'm Huge sure he, he hears the buzz. He's seen the letter. I mean, he he knows the the chatter amongst some of the minority of the fan base. I mean, and he and he still just handles it like a true professional. And that's a good thing. Classy. Yeah, exactly. So classy. Got to use that word. Not uh, word that's not used enough in yeah, sports circles. Well, it's because I'm I'm far from I'm so far from it. I forget it's even a word in the dictionary. Folks, we got a final from Jim Patterson Stadium. They Louisville. got those three outs, huh? What inning those is it in again? Uh, <laughs> they didn't have, they don't have to bat now, Trev. No uh, no home half of the ninth inning. Louisville has defeated the Southeast Missouri State Red Hawks seven to two. The Cards will now play the winner of tonight's game between Michigan and Oregon tomorrow around four p.m. Garrett Schultz gets the win. Uh, Garrett Schmelz, I should say, gets the win. PRP product goes six innings, scatters four hits, one earned run, two walks, struck out eight. Take Keener then comes in, works lo- three innings, one lo- hit, no runs, no walks, four strikeouts. This is about all you could ask for from this game. You got some bats going. Cam Masterman has been struggling a little bit recently. Uh, he hits a home run. Jack Payton has a career day, goes four for five, knocks in four. And then you only have to use two pitchers to get win number one. Mm-hmm. A lot of fresh arms. You can use the bet. If somebody doesn't have it, let's, let's say Jared Poland goes tomorrow, has a flawless game. We advance into the basically the, the final round. Oh, you got to win one out of two against whoever emerges from the loser's bracket. You can you have the luxury of being able to like yank a guy that just doesn't have it on that day. If you start somebody and they give up a couple runs in the first inning, or if they give up a couple hits in the first running, early hook. You got a bunch of guys on this bullpen. A lot of them have similar stuff. You can pick and choose who's going to pitch against who. This is again today went about as well as Dan McDonald could have hoped. I mean, and if you're just seeing the the, the score and didn't watch the game or forgot it was going on or you're at work and you get to listen and you see the score and you probably think, okay, that's, that sounds about right. You know, that, that's what Louisville maybe should be doing to see most, but. It's not overlooked. I mean, when you look at it, is this a team that was down 2 nothing early and just looked like they were mentally maybe not ready at the beginning of the game, but were able to just gather themselves, get it together, and do what they what they needed to do and, and complete the business they were supposed to, and that is handle SEMO uh, the way that they probably should have outside that first inning. It always bugs me that it's not SEMO State. I always want to write SEMO State. I want to say SEMO just now because of my name. So. It's not, you're not Southeast Missouri. You're, you're SEMO State. Like, hey. CMOS. They should be CMOS. Come on. Grow up. Um, So props to the UofL baseball team getting it done, bouncing back from a a rough week last week in Charlotte at the ACC tournament. Uh, 
put all those demons out, put it out of their mind. New tournament, new week, regional. Let's what, get it done. What time does uh, Oregon and Michigan State uh, start? About seven, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock will be the first pitch out there at Jim Patterson between those two teams. And the well, crowd's going to be thinned out now. Yeah, cards get the winner tomorrow <laughs> at four. Should be a uh, fantastic. And we you know, Michigan fans, they traveled well the last time they were here. I oh, I'm not saying there won't be anybody there, but I mean they'll have a solid Phil Knight in the building, maybe. <laughs> Phil Knight's trying to buy the Blazers. I see. Phil Knight's not coming. He's not oh, coming. He's not me. showing up. Yeah, I don't think he'll be here. Well, no, he didn't support Oregon baseball. Maybe if they make it to the title game, he'll fly in. I mean, do they not these wacky enough logos and jersey combinations for his taste or something? Maybe. Who knows? Texas says, tell her to hire Sean Moth. That might be a letter I put my name on. I think <laughs> I don't know what Sean wants me to say or not say. I don't want to speak for him. He's getting to st- he's still calling Louisville baseball. That's, he, he I know that I know he loves baseball. So I think if Sean wanted to be was all in, if a, like I think he would come back. I think Josh wants him back. I think Josh would would welcome him back in you know in a heartbeat. I think that they're I think Sean still has some some bad feelings about some of the things that happened when he was let go. I and, think we confirm bringing Sean back. Yes, but unfortunately, don't take this personal. Bring you back for intro video, no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Give me a second chance. How about we get Sean on the intro video now? Let <laughs> me wait for a season where it looks like we. there's no way we could possibly be that bad. I, I need a preseason top five team to go back on the intro video. I don't know. Do you really want to do that? And we like, do we, like, the 23 team, we've got, we've got Bradshaw, we've got Wagner. You know, we've got guys that they don't even need first names because they only go by one name. They're that cool. And then you do the video and we have a bad year. I mean, that's, do you want to take that chance? Look, I gave a speech to the Bellarmine basketball team one time, and they won by 30. I flipped a coin at a loose city game. Weren't they struggling they won at halftime? <laughs> Bellarmine? Yeah, they were supposed to win by like 80. Yeah. Scott Davenport, midway through the first half, was like, when is this bleeping pregame speech going to kick in? I was like, if they lose, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to say anything to anybody. Uh, but I, not a, I'm not a jinx, is my point. You can't. I can't stress this enough. You can't blame me. You, you were part of the volleyball push. You know, having sorry, I, I, I we lost one match. My apologies for only taking us to the first Final Four in program history. For God's sake! The only thing Kentucky fans, little fans, agree on: we hate Wisconsin. Get out of my face! Cheese curds overrated. Yeah, if you're undefeated, a team from Kentucky in the Final Four, and you play Wisconsin, just you know, don't yeah. Try to try to push the game back or get them disqualified somehow. <laughs> just switch. Can we just go and switch places? I don't remember who did Wisconsin beat in the championship. I forget. I think it was, wasn't in Nebraska. Was, I was thinking they lost in the semifinal, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Uh, Texas <laughs> AEW Rampage tonight is live. Yes. Does Trevor watch wrestling on Friday night? I'll never stop my wrestling text. It's about all about the boom. That's right. <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. Uh, yes, I will be watching uh, because of the TV issue here. I will be watching it on my TNT app or TBS app. I have both of them. I can't remember which one's on which sometimes. But I do watch uh, Rampage, yes. And then... Not very often is it live, but it's live from Ontario, Canada tonight, I believe. No, oh. they they go they do live like once every month, and then most of the time they'll just re- they'll tape it on a Wednesday after Dynamite. Okay, it's still a punch up, but it's only an hour. It's a good hour of wrestling. I mean, hour of wrestling, especially when done right, goes by so fast. Uh, Wisconsin did beat Nebraska, by the way. Oh, it was the, okay. Uh, championship game. So. That would have been fitting. To Finally, write about something today. Texas says <laughs> yeah. uh, we need TK to flex his PR muscles and get. Uh, Feruza Balk on the show to explain the eponymous baseball term once and for all. Plenty '90s movies question for our boy to ask. <laughs> who who we? I, I missed the reference. Who did he say we need to get on? Feruza Balk. Familiar with that? No. What? Is, I'm, 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 I'm my brain farting on this reference. What's She's that? an actress. From she was the, the the water boy, the craft, the water boy. She's the that ain't a prediction. It's what's going to be. Oh, that's her name. Feruza Balk. I never knew her real name. So he's saying the Balk is named after her. We need I, to get her on the show, and you can just grill her about. 
why that happened. I could name you multiple movies from her. I always just considered her Nancy because of the craft. She's creepy. And I always think of the girl and from and and a role from American History X as well. Like comes to mind. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, she's very good at playing like the just kind of crazy person. She's she's got kind of that Jamie Priestley kind of like like. Finger fingertips on like kind of the white trash roll a little bit. I mean, she did. Like we, we all, we all. Well, the three movies we just named, she's kind of white trash. But, but I know we're talking about like <laughs> movies from the '90s. Like now, she's she's 20 years older now than she was in those films, <laughs> at least. So I don't know. Apparently, there was like the Craft Legacy that came out in 2020. Oh, made, I wasn't surprised. She's in she it. She made a cameo as Nancy. <laughs> didn't know that was true. Well, didn't she go to the insane asylum in that movie? Yes. Because the, the, she's the only one that got punished. The other two just... Uh, You're remembering the craft correctly. I mean, <laughs> sadly. Not as much as disturbing behavior, but I did have to rewatch it, and that's Razor. Uh, yeah, she... Because... Who was the other girl? The uh, Well, the one had the burns, and she got them removed. Right. That was Nev Campbell. Correct. And I can't remember the black girl's name to save my life. She's yeah. the one that had a hair fall out, right? Yes. But they, they were okay. They didn't get, like, arrested or anything. Moratorium on a craft talk. We're done. We're moving on. <laughs> okay. that's, that's it from the craft. I'm about to watch the craft this weekend. Oh, God. Texture says, uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Stikes line, by the way. Texture says, update on future UofL pitcher Tucker Biven from Rutherford's favorite Indiana high school team, the New Albany Bulldogs. He struck out 29 out of a possible 42 outs in Damn. two games as New Albany won the sectional title. He is the real deal. Can't wait to see him in a Cardinals jersey. 29 out of 42 is it's pretty impressive. GD impressive. I don't care what competition you're playing that's pretty good <laughs> good lord yeah that's uh, okay. and i can tell you right now the competition he's playing isn't bad i mean they new albany plays the highest level in indiana texas that i heard there was an anime party tonight i'll bring the <laughs> sticky icky if trevor brings the arby's <laughs> right here <laughs> going roast pizza i don't trust i got burned yesterday on that burger that's why I had, and that's why i had to like squeeze in kfc as best i could because i was hungry and then i went to the bats game i was also know the bag was the people at kfc don't know that Put a, a thing full of gravy on it, not put it on its side. Uh, but yeah, so but Arby's didn't get the burger today, but I did go with the double roast beef because there's nothing on that. I'm safe. Um, let's give props also, real quickly, to Tate Keener, pitch the three scoreless innings to get the save via our guy Kelly Dickey at Real Card Game on Twitter. He had that was Louisville's first postseason three inning save since Shane Hummel back in uh, June 4th, 2016 against Ohio State. Props to him. Good job. <laughs> I was just, no, it just it kind of made me think that the the, uh, the save stats another one I do know. I mean, it's within what uh, you know, if you pitch within three, if you pitch three or more innings, you no matter what the score is, you get the save. But if you pitch only less than three innings, it has to be within three runs to get the save. Right? This is something I didn't know till I was later on in life. And man, I tell you what, when I would play a full season of King Griffey baseball in Super Nintendo, got pissed about it. I was so mad. I was like, "Why the hell am I never getting a save?" Like, I mean, of course, I'm blowing teams the last out. Last inning, there should be a save every yeah, game. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm putting him in the night. Like, I swear, I think I Dwayne White, uh, Dwayne Ward, I think was his name was, was our closers. I'd be going like the ninth inning in like ten straight games and never get a save. I was getting so mad. And didn't have we didn't have the internet back there back in my day. We didn't have the Google machine to go look up why it's not what, how to get a save. Texture says the black girl from the craft is not Jack Payton's sister. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good text. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue the celebration here. Also, a couple football recruiting news. It's I mean always football recruiting tidbits happening on the show uh, because they're always happening in the world of U of Athletics these days. We'll talk a little bit last about last night's uh, game one of the NBA Finals as well. Trevor's got thoughts. Everybody's got thoughts. And the Avalanche, my God, absolute wagon.
just rolling. Just get. I mean, I mean, they're putting their name on the trophy now, right? It feels good. I feel. I feel. I feel confident. I'm feeling good. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll talk about all that good stuff coming up here in the last segment of the show. Hope you're having a happy Friday. We'll wrap up this thing coming up after the break here on 1450 The Big X. segment here friday edition of the rutherford show wrapping up here hopefully your week is off to a fantastic start ours is going well because we got louisville baseball taking down semo semo <laughs> state seven to two cards uh will take on now oregon or michigan tomorrow four o'clock one game away from uh the winner's bracket final two games away from advancing to a super regional feels good the semo's mascot the apes they're the red Hawks. <sighs> i should just said yes just drop the ball on that I one. Should just man. let you know. I mean, talk about just—I mean, just right there for it, and they don't take it. Uh, by the way, today's team—I don't know if you know—pretty much all Kansas. Good. Uh, Douglas, uh, one of the, used to, I used to love talking to him when he'd come in here between Kerosene breaks, and very few. He's not the most open book, but I love to get him going. And you think I am like distant from like current pop culture? Douglas was farther from. <laughs> he made me look like the most into the trend person you'll meet. Uh, and he he told me once the last concert he went to was Kansas. Okay. And mixed in with a little bit of uh, with with you uh, start the uh, Leonard Skinner because I've said this before on the air and he's told me this and people crack up there. The last movie he ever saw was Con Air. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's like the, I don't know going out on top. I don't no know question about it. I don't know. I don't know if that's just like this was. I, I'm never going to see anything better than Con Air. So I'm done. Yeah, that's all he had to see. Or was that just like I never can't watch another movie again because I just saw Con Air. He's like Cartman from South Park when he blew a funny fuse. Saw the funniest thing he'd ever seen. Just couldn't laugh anymore. He saw the greatest movie he'd ever seen, and he knew no other movie was going to compare. So the, he just checked out of movies. There was never going to be a line better than Nicolas Cage with a Southern accent saying, "Put the bunny in the box." Put the bunny in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Conair or The Rock? Which one's better? You asked me this before. Oh, on, I on air as well, and huh. I said Conair. And then you got mad at me for how quickly I responded. I am still mad at you. Well, <laughs> just letting you know, it's Conair. Okay. Conair's the correct answer. Um, uh, last night, NBA Finals, <laughs> NBA Finals Game 1, your quick thought. I, I didn't catch – I caught a little bit of the first half. I caught all of the, the second half, and it looks like Golden State's trucking along. They're in control. The entire time, like the announcers are acting like it's over. Like going into the fourth quarter, I'm like, this is a little too close for comfort. Did not expect, uh, you know, Al Horford to become Steph Curry, but you knew the Celtics were within striking distance. You knew Golden State was one, like you said, because they don't play much defense. They were one, like semi offensive drought away from panicking a little bit. And that's exactly what happened. I haven't seen the comparison I made on Twitter. I haven't seen a like switch flip game like that in a big time spot since Louisville Syracuse 2013 Big East title game where it looks like it goes from not just one team seeming to be in complete control and you know just average basketball for the end of this thing away from, from bringing home an easy victory to not only are they getting beat, they're getting their asses handed to them since that game. 
still one of the more improbable comebacks, just overall results I can remember from U of L basketball, and that's kind of what last night felt like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, you got scored forty to sixteen in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. I mean, that's, I mean, again, that's just where I said that Golden State, I mean, they're going to live or die by the three. I mean, it took 45 three, 45 three point shots of their 88 shots. It's 50% of your shooting. It's going to be from three. I mean, I don't think it's really a secret or shock to know that. And they like the three, Trev. They do like the three. And you know what? If you have, when you have two probably the greatest shooters of all time in you your backcourt, you probably should like the three. Uh, unfortunately, most teams think they all can shoot the three like Golden State, which is. One issue I have with the NBA in general, but yeah, it's an argument and a debate for another day. I just, it's what worries me about this Golden State team. You saw that throughout the Western Conference Finals, even though I still think they're the best team, and maybe that's the reason why they weren't the one seed for the most part, even though they did add Clay Thompson late in the year, and the health reasons. But I mean, they have a tendency of kind of, I don't want to say playing down to the competition, but it's kind of. Not only just getting maybe having a, a stretch of missing some shots, but kind of just going with the motions, as the, as the cliche is said. They when they're hot, they act like the faucets can never be turned off. And and they and the thing is, is they can do that. I mean, in most comp- in most games, especially against good teams, and Boston's a very good team. You know, you can do that. You can go with you know air quote the motions, and then just turn it on for five minutes and, and blow them out. And Golden State's done that in the past. And I think the thing about the NBA is that. It's all about the talent almost always rises to the top. That's um, Upsets are very rare, especially in a seven-game series. Uh, I still think so the two biggest probably upsets in seven-game series in NBA history were 2010 Mavericks over or Heat, and the other, ironically, was Golden State over the Mavericks in the first round. And so, and they're, they're very few and far between when you see them happen, and that's why when you look at it in Golden State, to me, just there's nobody who's more talented, especially with the way the NBA game's played. Had an off fourth quarter, and that's it. They just had an off fourth quarter. When it's all said and done, I still think they win in six. Um, I, that's my thing yesterday. I said, I, I think Celtics get game one. Yeah. Everybody freaks out. Warriors end up winning in six. My favorite moment of last night, though, was Al Horford hits back-to-back threes to make it to take it from a tie game to you know, Celtics up six. And Steph Curry's kind of gone a little bit cold. They're not letting Klay Thompson touch the ball. And Draymond's like, this is my moment. Wow. He gets the ball at the top of the key. He's like, if Horford's doing this, here's the answer, baby. Back iron. Just like right then, I was like, well, it's over. Like that, that, that was the that was a complete desperation shot. There's four minutes left, but they're done. It's over. And then Boston just continues to pour it on. And I I did love the shots of the Celtics fans in the crowd that were just so Boston. Like could not be more Boston. Like the dude waving the here for the Warriors funeral like shirt and all <laughs> the, the Warriors fans. Like and you know Warriors fans are you know it's it's it's. San Francisco. It's a little bit of a different crowd than Boston sports fans, and like just like the interaction was so. Are you great. saying Boston and San Francisco are two opposite? I mean, other than being on different coasts, not the same kind of people. Mild differences. Some. Slight I've been differences. to both cities multiple times. I think I can confirm that. Slight differences. <laughs> so I, I just love and like the, the Boston fans who are there for whatever reason. I don't know if they flew out there because they're just such passionate fans, or they have relocated. They still were Boston to their core, and you could see it. And it was just, it was wonderful. It was a great dynamic, a good opener to what I hope is a, a fantastic series. And then also last night, my guy Pavel Fran, Fran, Fran Sos. Is that the goalie? That's the backup goalie. Who the I back- thought I'm like Darcy Kemper sucks, but he's better than Franzos. We can't we can't afford to lose Darcy Kemper. What's his full name? Pavel Franzos. Okay, that's impressive. You just betting that out. Shut out. Shut out. Four nothing. Abs poured on after a scoreless first period, which was a, a shocker. There's like five minutes left in the first period, and Moth is like, "We're we gonna get a freaking scoreless first period here. Is this a joke?" And I'm like, 
Yeah. Uh, Lance poured on. They add three in the second period. They get the Oilers on their heels. Um, really just dominated the game. Now two wins away from the cup finals. I'm feeling good. I'm loving it. I finally have a pro sports team that's doing something. It feels great. I mean, the Avalanche did more, had more success just last night in postseason play than your other two favorite teams have in 30 years. That's not a hyperbolic statement. <laughs> That's not either. <laughs> just straight factual. Uh, not hyperbolic, but depressing. <laughs> um, the A couple other notes that I, I wanted to get to here before we get done with today's show. We haven't had this discussion yet. I know it's been a big thing on KRC, and I would assume the other uh, Kentucky sports radio shows. There's talk now, significant talk. So much so that you assume it's going to happen, that the SEC is going to move to a nine-game football schedule. They, like the ACC, are probably going to get rid of divisions and play just a straight conference thing. Um, they've also announced what they're going to do. Like Football, obviously, is their, their cash cow, so they're going to take more time. Everybody's cash cow. It is, but, but like, especially in the SEC. They've already announced their plans for basketball once they add Texas and, and Oklahoma. They're going to go to an 18-game conference schedule. You'll play every team once, and then you'll play two teams twice. So, like, they've got that figured out. They're like, whatever. Is, is Texas Oklahoma official? Is that, that, that's yes. in stone, right? The question is when they're going to get there. For I think now, I think the first year they can make it happen is 2024-25. So they'd have two more seasons in the Big 12 to kind of toil. Uh, and they'll, they'll, so awkward. I know we've talked about that. Well, it's awkward, too, because they're going to have one season where all the, the newcomers are there as well. Like Cincy and Houston and Central Florida and whoever else. Uh, like So you're going to have, like, a 20, uh, I guess an 18-team power league in basketball for one year in the Big 12. And uh, football will be kind of awkward. But they'll make the move to the SEC unless something changes in a couple of seasons. And on the football side of things, it sounds like they're going to scrap divisions. And it sounds like they're going to move to nine games. Mark Stoops is one of the few coaches who's fighting this because he says he wants to preserve the Louisville rivalry. And like our boy Roush and all the UK yeah, fans, right now. they've made the yeah they've made all the, all made the same joke like yeah we got to keep an easy win on the schedule whatever. My question is, and I've never understood this. I know UK plays a crap non conference schedule, which we're currently a part of. But outside of us, they they don't play anybody good because Mark Stoops wants to get to at least seven wins. He gets a yeah. Bonus and his and a contract extension. It's every the time Bill it Snyder approach, yeah. Sure, and, and I look. I honestly, I don't fault him for it. It's is it cowardly? Sure. Is it smart? Sure. <laughs> you can be cowardly and smart. There's <laughs> many <laughs> great figures in history have been both cowardly <laughs> and smart, which is why we know who they are. Yeah, I mean, it's better than being dumb and brave. Like I don't know, like custard. <laughs> <laughs> Say that last name again. Custard. No D. There's no D. Custer. Yeah, the last like Custer's last name. Yeah, there's not a D. No, no, it's there's, it's not custard like the food. It's I always thought the food was named after him in some way. No, because it was soft and like ran. Well, no, that's not really what happened either. <laughs> Custer was an idiot, by the way. Read up on him. That's why I said smart. And, I said dumb and brave. It's better than, than very dumb and brave. <laughs> yeah, but his, his last name did not have a D on it. Huh? Um, what was I even saying now? <laughs> so UK. I learned that, but not what a balk is. Today. Here's, this is what I don't understand, and I think I saw Matt Jones tweeting about this, and he agrees. Even if you go to a nine-game conference schedule and you've only got three non-conference games, I still feel like you've got to preserve the Louisville rivalry. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why this is automatic thing that well we got to drop you. We got to drop U of L. Got to have those three automatic wins. Like why? <laughs> you guys are winning nine and ten games a season now. Shouldn't you just expect to like first of all? Shouldn't you expect to keep beating Louisville if if things keep going the way you are? Like you have all this confidence in the world. Why would you not want to just keep us on the schedule because we're such an easy win right now? And also, there's something to be said for preserving rivalries. Is hold on one second. I mean, there we go. Okay. Is eight and four with a win over I don't know Kent State or whoever. Is that really that much bigger of a deal than seven and five with a close loss to Louisville? 
if the alternative to that reality is eight and four with a win over Louisville instead of Kent State, like the the game matters to both sides significantly. I mean, hell, we know exactly how much it matters to Kentucky because we it's all we've heard about for the last four years. Yeah, and it's it's, it's fun. I mean, I, the only thing I can say if Kentucky's talking about one, I mean, it's funny because what five years ago Kentucky won it off this for, for multiple years and going back to about five years ago, won it out of this this robbery. Little fans were like, no, 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 no. You know, they changed when the game had to be played. They yeah. changed everything because they were getting their ass kicked so much. And but now, of course, they are the upper hand. It's no, we need to keep the robbery now. Now we we, we want to keep. Where we want them. Yeah, don't don't. It's gonna the, the pendulum's gonna swing the other way. Did I get that word right. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, Custard's some, pendulum. <laughs> Custard's. I swore I thought it had a D in it. Some sort of math theory. <laughs> the. Uh, I mean, the pendulum's going to swing the other way, and sooner than later, hopefully. And Scott's tots get to be Scott's, you know, upperclassmen. And then, but we'll see if they want to, we'll see, of course, by the time Texas is coming back in the league, we'll see how, how, how enthusiastic they are keeping us on their schedule again. I'm with you. But even if, like, the, the shoe was on the other foot, like, right now. But I don't know, you don't hear Louisville talking about wanting to drop the game, even though we've been treated like a gimp for the last three years by him. Well, I think we're all also not sure that's the preferred nomenclature, but <laughs> I, I think even if, because right now our thought process is, since the modern rivalry resumed, and you know UK fans can get mad about all this that you want, like Louisville's been the superior program more times than not. Majority, yes, yes. We have been, I think, I think since we've started playing, we've been nationally ranked, I believe, eight times since in our game against Kentucky since the rivalry resumed. Uh, they've been nationally ranked once when we've played them. Like, this is, it's been, we've had the upper hand. And we all just kind of assume that at some point in the not-so-distant future, we're going to have the upper hand again. But even if that wasn't the case, even if this was like a Clemson-South Carolina-type deal, where Clemson is rolling, they've become a national power, while you still are sort of a middling SEC program, and that doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, I would still want to play the game. I would still want to have the rivalry yes. on our schedule. Hell, I mean, like... <laughs> We're kind of in that spot with basketball. We've, we've, we have not had much success at all against John Calipari. I don't think any Louisville fan is advocating for uh, taking the, the, the basketball game off the schedule. And I know it's apples and oranges because you've got three times as many games in college basketball as you do in college football. But that said, like, so, you much of what college, so much of the appeal of college football, it's not chasing national titles and trying to get to this bowl game or that bowl game. It's individual wins over the teams that you hate, right? Like, you remember this, and this is what I think big-time college football fans love about the sport that people like us who grew up in at sort of a lower level don't really get. Like, even if you have a down season by your standards, if you're Georgia and you go 8-4, and four, but you shock Florida and when they're pursuing a national title, you look back at that season, you're like, oh, that, yeah, that's the year that we beat their ass in when they were they thought they thought they were two wins away from playing for it all in the BCS title game. Like, that's like, I'll never forget that memory. You have, every week is kind of a bowl game. When you're, when you're playing in a conference against teams that you don't like, that you have rivalries against. And to take your ultimate rival off the schedule entirely, it just kind of flies in the face of all the things that make college football great. I mean, let's say that, you know, the Bobby Petrino year, where, where he gets fired, it's 2018, where we have nothing to play for. UK's having one of the better seasons uh, of our lifetimes. They're riding high. They're, they're chasing a potential New Year's Day bowl game. Let's say we won that game with a – Two and whatever our record was, I guess two and two and seven going into two and eight going into it, two and nine. My math's terrible, and like like we would look at me to help you on that one. For as awful as that season was, and for as much as we would want to repress every other week about it, 
we would have celebrated like we just won the national title that night. It would have been such a great thing, and that's what rivalries allow for in college football. I mean, great example would be the 90, was it 94 team, I guess, the first game when we played them, and I remember Kentucky fans, oh, I don't care if we lose another, we, we can win only one game, one game all year, as long as we beat Louisville. Exactly what happened. We care what you wish for, because that's what happened. You went one in one in ten or whatever that year. You lost to a team in their first year D one. Of course, still beat us, which just doesn't help me. But you know, I, I would I would get mad at David Akers because he missed three field goals in that game. But you know, he made up for it in, in the long run with me. But, but that's part of the allure of college football. But that is also, and and, and you know, that was the first game instead of the last. But it's right there. I mean, you go one in ten. Guess what? We beat our rival. And maybe even if it was the first year of the robbery, nonetheless, you beat our rival. You won the first game, too, of all things. You can't take that away from ever anything. So I yeah. just don't understand the mentality. I don't either. And I think did you you mentioned the Pittsburgh, West Virginia, right? Of course. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah. 39. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that one always comes. I mean, I'm sure there's other like Ohio State Michigan inc- incidents as well. I mean Like maybe if you're I still wouldn't understand it, but I would understand it more. If you're a program like Florida State who wants Florida off the schedule, if you go to nine conference games just because, hey, we, we expect to be chasing the national title and playing them could potentially be a hindrance to that and all this stuff, I would understand that a little bit more because, let's be realistic, Louisville and Kentucky, in most years, neither one of them are going to be in the national title picture by the mm-hmm. time we get to the last game of the season, at least as the playoff exists now. But I still wouldn't understand it overall. I still would side with the, you play your rival. It's it, like college football is a more rivalry-based sport than any other major American sport that we have. I don't care what sport it is. Louisville and Kentucky should play each other in every sport that they both are involved in. And one should wear red and one should wear blue. Yes. It's starting to happen in other every sports. Time. Men's basketball and football, it's time to get on board. Make I mean, is there, is there any sport where we don't both contribute in that, that we don't play each other? I mean, we have to. do. I mean, No, I, I think we play in everything. Yeah, and we should. It's absurd not to. Texas says, uh, everyone knows that Custer died at the Battle of Little Bighorn. <laughs> what my book presupposes is, what if he didn't? <laughs> Have you seen, you've seen uh, Royal Tenenbaums, haven't you? See what Royal Tenenbaums? I again, I, it's a joke from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You talk. Remember this one? I, I've never really watched oh, it. So I did, it didn't get into it. And oh, it's Wes Anderson, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, for some reason, Wes Anderson never never has done it for me. Maybe I should go back and give him a shot. Everyone now. knows Custer died at the Battle of Little Bighorn, right? What my book presupposes is, what if he didn't? But he <laughs> so did good. bite Little Bighorn, didn't he? Well, yeah, but it's just it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's, where was it's little, book. Where was that at? Was it in? Like North Dakota or something? Is that Little Bighorn? I don't know. Where, where's Little Bighorn at? I don't know. Like, we know Custer died. Out West? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why North Dakota. The West? It's beyond the Mississippi. I Let's mean, where is Little Bighorn? Uh, Northern Cheyenne. So Wyoming. Yeah. They don't have a Taco Bell, but they've got the home of... Uh, You've got thoughts Custer. about Cheyenne. <laughs> A lot of thoughts. I was close. I said North Dakota. I was in the vicinity, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I would hope that you would have guessed somewhere out west. <laughs> I mean, why? I didn't go like Maine. You think it was, think it was in Rhode Island? <laughs> in oh, Florida? Man. Off the beaches of Little Bighorn? Uh, actually, technically, it's in Bighorn, Montana. Oh, okay. Oh, well, so it's not only just a, not just a clever name. We're still right, though, out west. When did Custard's final stand take place? 1876. Really? That long ago? <laughs> Texas says General Custard was delicious. Uh, Texas said, did something happen to Douglas, the producer? I missed the, that, this, I guess. Yeah. So unfortunately, we started the show with talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Douglas, unfortunately, passed away last night. It's been a, a down day here. It's an awful day for, for us here at Big X Studios. And we've tried to, to have some fun outside of it, but certainly 
hearts are heavy all across. I mean, the we were going to do the show. You asked me about picking up off today, and I was like, D- Douglas didn't t- again didn't take days off. He was he, trooper, one hundred percent loyal. And uh, yeah, I, I, taking death would not be. He would not. He would have been wanting to do work. Uh, text, this is, I'm going back now to the beginning of the hour. And texture says, "I'm guessing Trevor's never seen Jack Payton." <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that I was trying to dance around. Uh, yeah. I don't know why you danced around it. Why did you? You should just led with that. Um, it's like when it's like when, when I remember my mom walking in and they mentioned Keith Kelsey on the Louisville team, and she's like, "Is that a relative of ours?" I'm like, probably not, but I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, Texas says, by the way, Kim Cole, your husband made that awesome Charlie Brown dancing CCBM gif, which of course led the cards to the 2013 National Championship. That's why we read your text. You need to fix him a delicious dinner. That, what? I'm uh-huh. assuming there's an inside joke there. So I completely got lost in that. Apparently, I think we read um, somebody's wife's text. And she was very excited that we did that. <laughs> and now he's trying to get one over on her by, by having me read that to try and say, like, I'm also cool. I'm not going to lie. You lost me at the uh, the Charlie Brown dancing gift. It was a great gift. That's the, I mean, that's just, I know the I know the gift. That's like once you said that, I kind of I started picturing that and I just zoned out the rest of the way. Texas, again, this is from like 40 minutes ago. Texas says, dear God, let Mike get through a point. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get the show. Yeah. First time listener, obviously. Texas says, I find Deputy Dog very, very sexy. <laughs> I know that reference. I don't. That's Waterboy. Oh. It's when she's when she's at the dinner with uh, at, oh, that's right. a picnic. She's like, did he tell you he wears Deputy Dog uh, pajamas? I find Deputy Dog very, very sexy. Those are his sheets. <laughs> Excuse me, ladies. I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> Texas, being a Cardinal fan from Wisconsin, TK saying curds sucks hurts. Uh, I'm sorry. I do love cheese. I've never been. I to, like cheese curds. I'll be hand, hand hand up. I've never been. I've been to a lot of states. I've never been to Wisconsin. Texture now says she's coming back now. Dear Scott Cole, no love, Kim. <laughs> what? Are we not getting texts like personal texts on the text line? Is the Mike Rutherford show about to cause a divorce? Are we going to cause a divorce at five fifty five on a Friday? <laughs> That's the ultimate news dump, right? Oh God! <laughs> That's the real dump. Texture says DJ going to reclassify and come to Louisville this year. I, I keep seeing people talking about this. No, I've got, he's going to be class. I haven't heard that. I mean, everybody's just throwing this out there because, again, I've gotten. I assume that everybody can reclassify because it's just like a thing. True, I can't imagine that he would because, once again, we NCAA tournament stuff. <laughs> yeah, can't, I mean, can't guarantee that he's going to play. Uh, I think the bigger rumor is you know him coming here for his last season of high school basketball. But again, that's another one. I've got zero idea if there's any credence to it. What was that? It prep, would make sense. What was the prep school again that lasted for one year with Charles ba- Bassey? So what was it? Aspire Academy? Can we just create? It was, yeah. than, it was more than one. Well, close enough. It was like three or four. Uh, but then we had Louisville Prep, which lasted for, I think, one month and didn't actually That's what we need to do. We need to get just build a brand new school for, uh, do like the Abates treatment to him. Just build a brand new school for, for, uh, for Wagner when he comes here. Here's an idea for you. Wagner you, High. No. Big X Academy. Ooh. It's a hybrid. It's an extension. I mean... Hybrid roles for everybody. If Wagner's not going to go to Wagner, then... Hell, just tell him what name to squat to him. We'll change the spelling. I mean, no no offense to the good people of Mame S, who it's it's our last name. By the way, I I know we're up against the end of the show. I've been fascinated by this forever because I went to Wilder Elementary, which also is Mame S Wilder Elementary. Oh, it is? Who the hell is Mame S? Should I know this? That's a very good question. I never knew Wilder was May Mess. Wagner's May Mess. We're talking out of our ass. We have no idea. Did did she get like remarried and like change her name? Or did he? 
Ooh. I didn't know Mame. I, I always thought Mame was a woman. I assume so, but I could be wrong. I, you don't hear a whole lot of Mames these days flying around. <laughs> Is it like Pat? Can it go both ways? I mean. What's that? A skit that you cannot get away with these days. Oh, Pat. Right. By the way, horrible. Maybe the worst. Awful movie. SNL to a movie edition ever. All right. We've got, uh, we're up against the end of the show tonight. Only game of real note outside of baseball is Tampa Bay at New York. Game two of the Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL. Eight o'clock, puck drops on ESPN. Trevor, who you got? Uh, Rangers. They rolled in game one. I feel like the Lightning bounced back. It was so crazy. I I, I texted you, like, the, the, the good national anthem gets me so pumped up. And you the were Rangers, fired up. And the Rangers scored in, like, ten seconds. Yeah, before I could even stand up to go get my refill of my Mel Yellow, they scored. Incredible. I don't know if that's a good thing like, for them or a bad thing for me and getting up, but it was in, it was in like, 90 seconds, so that it tells was. you anything. All right, everybody have a fantastic weekend. Go Cards. Hopefully we're celebrating a Super Regional appearance on Monday or, I guess, potentially a championship game could be happening while what, we're on the What time is the game tomorrow? Tomorrow's at 4. Okay. Write it down. Everybody have a fantastic right, weekend. Plus. Go Cards. <laughs> beat Michigan. Beat Oregon. Beat whoever you got to beat again. Let's get this thing done. We'll see you guys Monday at 3. Douglas forever. Once I rose